Okay. Would so. you want to take? Would you want to take calls from people? If guys want to, yeah, I'm down. Man, I push that yeah, so, so you're oh, speaking sorry. right into. Oh, there we go. Let me go. We're, let me do this. We're live, by the way, guys. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah. you'll see it pop up right now. All right, let me pull this up. I see it. There we go. And then you just turn it down. And then I just gotta push that so you're speaking right into. There we go. All right. All right. Is it morning yet, or it's it's, it's <laughs> morning? <laughs> it's morning. I got it. I'm, I'm I'm just quickly setting up here as well. I got I got my I got my vitamin C with me. Yeah, same same. Hey 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 hey. Okay, see, we're not we're not centered though, because see, we're off right now. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me center us really quickly, guys. Go for it. Okay, so I have to go this way. Okay, there's a delay, so. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that. All right, we're good. I think so. You good, Arma? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All righty. I'm just making sure the music's on. All right. Because, like, Edgar's mic and everything is showing, and my, my check-on thing, check on OBS before we... Are we good? Yeah, that's perfect, right? That's better? You're good? Yeah, You're... I have OCD. <laughs> You're OCD. Oh, I'm good. sorry, I have CDO. It has to be in the correct alphabetical order. What's, what's I don't know if that's medical, but... <laughs> what's more uh, uh, life-threatening, COVID or OCD? Uh, depends on what you do with the OCDR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, all right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Happy man. Tuesday. Uh, our special guest today is Dr. Hike Antablian. You got it. How you doing, Hike? Good, good. Not too bad. Excited to be here. Uh, there's a lot of shit going on in all over the world right now, man. Definitely. And uh, we had uh, Sean Shirvanyan on, what was it, two weeks ago? It was a Tuesday again. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, and we talked, and, you know, he's a pulmonologist at uh, Glendale Adventist. We talked about the whole COVID-19 and, you know, what's going on and uh, preparing for the worst. But uh, it, it was very, it was very, it was very satisfying that I saw you post something uh, earlier today about uh, L.A. heading towards more of a positive note now totally and uh you know we'll we'll obviously we'll get into that but uh before we do let's you know let's like we do with all of our guests let's go back in time a little bit and uh talk about you and then you know we'll jump into the topic of the day um you know what made you you know become a doctor what made you go into the medical field um there's a lot of things that that kind of influenced me i think my dad was probably one of the biggest influences he's a pediatrician in glendale um, uncle's a cardiologist, so I kind of knew what I was getting into beforehand. Uh, there was a time in college where I fell in love with uh, astronomy, so I wanted to do astrophysics. Um, I got a master's in molecular genetics and biochemistry to study how DNA changes in space. Um, and in the meantime, like applied to medical school, got in, and decided that that's what I would do. Take the science and yeah, kind of get that influence people. There Sorry, you go. See, it sounds <laughs> so much look better. Look how much better you sound, man. Otherwise, it's like, well, no, I went into medical school. I know that's what naturally it's that's what we, we tend to do. Is, but, <laughs> yeah. And then so, after that, I uh, uh, in medical school, I kind of I fell in love with medicine during my first year of medical school. I kind of like I loved the fact that I learned all the science related to the human body, and then I got to use that to help people and it was like super fulfilling it was also super difficult so you take all these difficult concepts and you're in charge of the human body now mm -hmm. it's a huge responsibility but i love that because it put me in check it made sure that i was always on top of the latest literature and all that stuff so that i could help more people mm -hmm. it's been kind of like a, a long journey but um ultimately it's been the best journey of my life wow yeah nice man. and 
where are you in your journey right now? So right now I'm a second year uh, emergency medicine resident uh, going on third year uh, at UCLA. Um, and uh, in I'll be graduating in about like a year and a half, two years. Um, and then after that, I'm thinking of an aerospace medicine fellowship in uh, uh, like right after graduation. Aerospace, aerospace. medicine. What is that exactly for the for our listeners? Yeah, because I I hear aerospace. The first thing I think is like <laughs> yeah, it's like rockets and planes. You're not wrong. And, yeah, I mean it's. You're not wrong. I, I'm assuming you want to go into you're like astronauts sort of this thing. Huh? What, what are we looking at? We'll, we'll see about that. Close. But, uh, aerospace medicine is a very very small specialty. Uh, people say it's the smallest specialty in medicine. Uh, you're uh, the doctor for the astronauts. Um, uh, a lot of them become astronauts because NASA wants medicines, I mean, uh, physicians in space. Um, you basically are studying and theorizing about how the human body would be affected in space. So you look at things like gravitational pull and how that affects the human body. You look at things like radiation, how that affects the human body. And I've had like a little taste of it. I worked at Johnson Space Center uh, in Houston uh, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it was mind-blowing. We were studying how astronauts' eyes change in space and how they lead to blindness that really? is unlike anything seen on Earth. Uh, we look at radiation and how that affects DNA structures in Earth, which I love. Yeah. Or on, in space. So it was, a, it was a really cool journey. Interesting. Yeah. Imagine that, huh? I mean, there's so many. You could pretty much go into any, any sector of medicine, but uh, you're going into uh, aerospace. A- astro-medicine. I think it's one of the coolest things ever. That's crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. well, yeah, he said it. Like, as soon as he said aerospace, I was like, okay, this is... He's he's planning on going up there with the astronauts and being like, right. I applied, I applied. It's this like, year. hey, you, you have COVID virus? No worry, I'll take care. I'll take care of it. He's actually doing fellowship on Mars. In two, two years. When was it? Twenty twenty two or when? <laughs> have you signed up with Elon Musk as oh, well, man? man? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh, well, right now, I'm on Earth, so we'll just what, keep it here. Which means, I mean, how many astronauts are there in the U.S.? So uh, there's a good amount now. I, I don't know the exact number, like but hundreds? I would say yeah, I would say probably in the hundreds now, maybe three hundred now. So you're gonna be the exclusive doctor for just a handful of patients, a few hundred patients, yeah, you're, basically. Uh, uh, f- aerospace medicine doctors are called flight surgeons. Mm-hmm. They you'll see them in the mission control. So you'll see like the the flight engineer. You'll yeah. see the uh, flight communications officer, mm-hmm. and then in the back in the corner you'll see it says surgeon, and it's a doctor. It's typically an ER doctor that does an aerospace medicine fellowship. And they're monitoring all the vital signs of all the astronauts. Uh-huh. They're looking at like all all of the parameters. They're looking at you know if everyone's safe. Um, it's super important whenever they do the the walks outside the space station mm-hmm. when they're out in ionizing radiation, uh, making sure their oxygen levels are okay. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff they do. And then when they're not doing that, they're doing research on how the human body changes in space based mm-hmm. on what they see in astronauts. I mean, how's the demand for you know for that field though? Because from what I'm looking at is majority of the people that you know become some a doctor they either uh, branch out and they go become a cardiologist, a urologist, a gynecologist, <laughs> and <laughs> whatever it is. But it's like I've never you're the first person I've heard where they go. You know what? I want to go into aerospace. And it's like, is there a demand for it? It's two people per year enter the program. Uh, it's, it's into the fellowship. Into the fellowship. It's very competitive. Um, there isn't a huge demand, but there is going to be a huge demand now that we're starting to think uh, of reaching other planets. So now that space is within the realm of becoming a, you know, we're becoming an interplanetary species, you'll start mm-hmm. seeing this thing boom in the next 50, 200 years. In my lifetime, it's not going to be like, you know, you're not going to see like an aerospace 
a medicine doctor, you know, like in your floating hospital. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. But you'll, you know, there'll, there'll be a good demand around. Armena says, how many of you feel so unaccomplished now? <laughs> well, uh, Ar- Armena, this is going to be our last show for, <laughs> yeah. we're officially closing after this. We're, <laughs> we're going to completely turn it into an entertainment oh show with only uh, uh, com- <laughs> comedians and <laughs> performers. Sorry, guys, Literally. sorry for doing that to you. Hey, it is what it is, man. <laughs> we had to end it somehow. Um, oh, but, you know, Going, let's now let's you know, good luck with everything that you're doing. Appreciate I know it. we both of us, and yeah. you know, Edgar's not here with us, and we'll get to Edgar as well. But you know, we wish you the most success and Appreciate we hope that. you achieve whatever goals you've set, man. Because that's this is something, yeah. especially being Armenian, man. It's like now we could say, it's, you know what, uh, Armenian went into space. Yeah, <laughs> we've had we've had one Armenian astronaut, thankfully, but I'll be the second if that yeah. works out. That's an, I mean, it's amazing, and you're, I mean, you're still. You're almost a teenager. <laughs> I think when... How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 27. Uh, yeah. When go. we moved to the States, your dad was my first doctor. I was, I was, I was the uh, pediatric that's, patient, that's, and um, yeah. you weren't, <laughs> you weren't <laughs> even born. I know. Yeah. My dad <laughs> knows like everyone more than I do. It's, yeah. it's, it's and now you're sitting here as a medical doctor and a future <laughs> scientist and God knows what else. <laughs> An I, innovator. I, Shout I, out to my I, dad. I truly applaud you, man. You're, yeah. do, you're doing some great things. But. I appreciate it. Um, as a lot of you know, there's normally three of us. Yeah. Um, Edgar's not here with us. Um, and as many of you know, Edgar's diabetic. So um, just for precautionary reasons and just to avoid, and you know. It's rightfully uh, so. Yeah. No, I, you know, I he's not the, you know, the doctor has been tested. He, he's not positive for COVID-19. <laughs> but again, we're, 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 living, we're living in a time right now. Right. Where, Why don't you where tell people, him the truth that Ed's actually... Ed's tied up in bed right now. <laughs> what do you no, want me to say? The truth is, Good they're testing the vaccines on Ed, and uh, he had a reaction. <laughs> he had an adverse. Uh, so, but no. Ed, if you feel sick of the ER, <laughs> so you know, just to, just for precautionary reasons, um, Ed decided to sit this one out again. Um, you know, the doctor's not positive for COVID nineteen. The whole six feet apart from each other, guys. We're fine, you know. Well, we're gonna jump into uh, talking about you know how this virus is transferred, yeah, and then we'll talk about you know uh, what it does to the human body, who it affects, and all that stuff. Because uh, obviously, the media has been twisting and turning a lot of uh, information around, and people are reading titles of articles and not reading the actual body of the article and posting it, yeah, and it's scaring the shit out of everybody. There's a lot of fake news floating around. That's not a lie. Oh, I love when people there's say that. fake news? There's a lot of fake really? news. Really? Yeah. It's, oh, it's... did you hear that, guys? <laughs> did you hear that, guys? I'm not Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. There's, it's, I don't think the mainstream media... It's, it's not only the mainstream media. There's a lot of uh, bullshit sources out there that are saying things like 5G wireless towers are the reason why people are getting sick. There's a lot of like bullshit sources out there saying like, you know, gargle salt water, you won't get coronavirus. Uh, so, like a church in South Korea read this like gargle salt water thing. They brought like a salt water squirter into the church and they squirted it into people's mouths. The next like the next week, 56 people tested positive from that church. Are you serious? Yeah. They were probably spreading it through that <laughs> squirter. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what, what the fuck? Joanna <laughs> too? The Korean sounded Cuban all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 Do you want it to me? Give it to me. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, uh, God. So, I mean, 
as far as like okay, the fake news that's going around, everybody talking about oh, you know, it's it's an airborne virus. It's not an airborne virus. I, th- I think so. There's a lot of studies showing that it's uh, aerosol driven, so you can you can transmit it through the air. A lot of a lot of studies are coming out showing no. Okay, let me start off by saying no one definitively knows whether it's aerosol or not. But there are studies showing that it could be aerosolized mm-hmm. and spread through very, very small particles in the air. But what about as far as people saying it was actually through droplets? It's transferred through droplets. Yeah, droplets for sure. So that's, def- that's 100%. It's, it's definitely droplets. Yes. It's definitely droplet spread. Aerosol is much finer, and that's, that's when you would think more N95 mask versus surgical mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's studies coming out that it's aerosol-driven as well. And that's, you know, that we don't have a definitive answer yet. But the way that you should treat this is, as the worst-case scenario, that it's aerosol-driven. You know. But but if the coronavirus has been around for when is it since O two or uh, there's a few there's a ton of coronaviruses yeah so why yeah. is this one so difficult to study and get some facts out there as far as whether it's aerosol driven or if it's droplets or whatnot so yeah so we uh, to talk about uh, coronaviruses there's uh, many main families of coronaviruses there's six of people refer to the main six. Uh, three are, are the ones that cause a common cold. And as you guys know, there's no vaccine for the common cold. People Correct. have tried, but you mm-hmm. can't because the coronavirus mutates too much. Correct. So every season, it's like there's no point in making a, a vaccine because uh, it's just mutated. It's yeah, a different it's virus. A exactly. Yeah. Then there's the other three. There's uh, SARS, which is uh, which was earlier in the 2000s outbreak in China again, likely due to a wet market. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of has dwindled down. MERS, which is the Middle Eastern uh, uh, mm-hmm. respiratory virus, and that one is is uh, one that that you get from camels. And, and Mars, you get it from camels. MERS, yeah, yeah. MERS, MERS. MERS you get from camels. Wow. Mars is a planet. M E R S, right? Yes. 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 Uh, Your astro uh, medicine threw me yeah. off. Today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so MERS is one you get from camels. SARS CoV two. Also known as COVID nineteen, which is this, which is what's going on now, which is the one we have now, is one that just popped up earlier, like last year. I mean, late, later last year. Okay, SARS came from a bat, which SARS is came which from is the what was it? Uh, systematic uh, ac- acute respiratory oh, yeah, syndrome, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was the original SARS virus. This was two thousand seven. If I'm not mistaken, right? I, I think the original one was 2003, but don't quote okay, me. Okay, whatever it was. It was I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look yeah, it up. Yeah, so yeah. SARS was, it came from a bat. Yeah. Most and, most viral, bats are a huge viral vector. Yes. Huge viral vector. And this one, SARS-2 COVID-19, yep. which is based off of 2019, yep. came from a bat again. Yep. It's just basically a mutated version of it. It's a, it's a different strain of coronavirus uh, that initially started as a bat, uh, bat coronavirus. And it's animal to human transfer. Yeah. Okay. After there was a there was a middle vector, the pangolin. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird animal, looks like a little like sloth kind yeah. of creature. Okay. It's like a, a big weird, lizard yeah. type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna look up, really quickly. I'm gonna look up the SARS when when. Yeah, it yeah. Was, find uh, out when it was. I don't. I don't remember off the time. 2003. 2003. Okay. Yeah. SARS was 2003. Now, uh, this is a respiratory disorder or respiratory virus. It's right? it's a primarily respiratory driven virus. New studies are coming out saying that it also can affect hemoglobin, your blood cells. So that makes it possibly also a vascular virus. Not enough to confirm for sure, but for now we could say it's primarily a respiratory virus. Okay. Was yeah. SARS one, one also affecting the uh, vascular? It, it didn't no? seem like it. No, only yeah. respiratory. It seemed like mostly a respiratory yeah. virus. SARS right here it says it's mostly respiratory. It says respiratory. Yeah. It's a respiratory viral infection. That's yeah. what it is. So what it does is basically it goes into the lungs and it basically shuts down the respiratory system. Is that what it is? The way so the way that viruses work. Um, 
is they all need to lock on to a protein on cells. So you have your entire body is made up of cells. Mm -hmm. Each tissue is made up of a different type of cell that on the outside has different types of proteins. Correct. Each protein is like a doorknob into the cell. And each doorknob is different. So if you have lung tissues, you have a bunch of doorknobs on the on the cells of this of of in the in your lung tissue. What coronavirus does is it knows how to open the doorknob for lung cells and it goes into lung tissue. This is called tropism, like just to just to clarify like there's viruses that infect just the back of your throat mm -hmm. because they can only open the door to the back of your throat. HIV can only open the door to your white blood cells, so it enters your white blood cells. SARS uh, SARS Cove 2, COVID-19 basically, can right now only open the door to your lung cells and your, and your throat. That's it. Yeah. So, is, so that from why, what we know. is that why they're testing the proteins when they're trying to test for positive or negative? They're, they're testing, right now, they're testing the DNA in, in uh, whenever they swab the back of your throat or, your, mm -hmm. or go even deeper and swab like into your lungs through a, through a, a procedure. Mm -hmm. uh, they're checking to see whether you have the, DNA, the RNA of uh, this, this virus. The proteins, the the main proteins, ACE2, and we don't have to dive into that, but that's like one. That's a protein that uh, uh, COVID nineteen uses to enter into your pulmonary tissue. But see, I mean, I thought, from my understanding, I thought this was it was a it's a pathogen, pathogen. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was entering through the nose, through the mouth, yeah, the eyes. So okay, you were mentioning something about it could possibly be airborne as well, being airborne as in we can actually breathe it in, or does it have to be something where it's Let's say, for example, Armund has COVID-19, Armund sneezes or coughs, and then I inhale that. Is that the type of airborne that we're talking about? So it's like a droplet air. It, it stays in the air. There's no? a few studies that show that it could also be like native in the room. Like it could survive in the room and you could breathe it in. For how long, though? That's unclear. So some studies are showing three hours after a COVID patient leaves a room, there's COVID in the air. And then, you know, there, there was a recent study that came out, I think, a week ago that showed that three hours in the air, 72 hours over certain materials. So, so Doc, can we tell people to not drive with masks on now? Or I think if you're alone in a car, you don't need a mask on. Yeah, that, well, yeah that's kind of ridiculous. If you're not near anyone, unless your, your friend sneezed in the car and had COVID and you just got into the car and now you're driving by yourself, then maybe wear a mask. But I don't know when that situation is going to arise. Yeah, most people aren't driving with a group of people these days. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't yeah. see anything. Everybody's see avoiding it as much as possible. A, yeah. So uh, as far as uh, this coming from a bat, originating from a bat, um, how is it that, is it just among mammals that the coronavirus exists or does it exist in other animals as well? And um, because I recently read about a tiger also being infected yeah. with the coronavirus. So yeah. is it possible that we can pretty much infect all sorts of animals across the globe? or how? Coronavirus how? typically is, uh, is, a bat, uh, is a bat virus as well as a mammalian virus. Mm -hmm. So mammals, uh, tiger being one of them, you can infect possibly. The, the thing is that the, the way that viruses work is how well can it open the doorknob, get in the cell and infect. So if, for example, like if you're sneezing next to a dog and let's say one or two viral particles get into the cells of the dog's lungs and the cells quickly like, nope, get out of here, like we're going to kill you, then it's not going to get anywhere. Versus for us, like it knows how to open that ACE2 door really well, get into the cell, replicate really quickly and then cause a huge issue. What's killing people from coronavirus isn't the virus itself. This is where things get weird. Yeah. The virus isn't like Ebola, where it's like opening up all of your vasculature, making you bleed to death. Yeah. This virus is making your immune system overreact and attack the lungs. 
So it's not necessarily the virus that's that's killing you. It's your own immune system that's killing you. Yeah. yeah. But see, what I the one thing I want to understand is okay, we have technically we have two types of immune systems. I think one was innate. The other one was tumor. Yes. So I mean, the innate is basically like our like the front runners. Basically, the virus goes in; they attack it first. You have antibodies typically that that will fight uh, uh, things that you're exposed to. Yes. So for for people that are exposed to COVID nineteen, the, the the idea is that once you're exposed, like let's say you get over the illness, you probably won't get it again. You could get sneezed on. You can get coughed on. What is unclear is, are there other strains right now out there that could reinfect you? Because there have been people that have been reinfected by coronavirus after they recovered initially. Is it because it's mutated into a new strain? People are saying that it's probably a slightly different strain, mm-hmm. that your antibodies aren't attacking. And the other thing, too, is that we will, each of us makes different types of antibodies to coronavirus. Yeah. So your, your response to coronavirus, your antibodies might look very different than mine if we both got coronavirus. And we survived it. And it'll respond differently, basically. It, it could respond differently. Typically, as soon as an antibody binds on something that it sees foreign, mm-hmm. it brings in other cells that come and kill that. Yeah. So you, the response is usually fairly similar. So it basically causes inflation as well. I mean, inflammation. Yeah, yep. inflammation as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, inflammation it's, is it, the root cause of everything, right? Pretty much. Inf- inflammation, inf- the inflammatory response is like such a vague and huge topic that it, yeah. you know, there's, there's a pathway in everything. The, our response to coronavirus is an inflammatory response, just like any other pathogen. You have like a, like you have like a skin infection, that's an inflammatory response. You have, uh, you, know, you have a heart attack, that's also an inflammatory response. Yeah. You know, everything has some sort of an inflammatory response. So basically what you're confirming is that, and this is what I was, I was actually reading earlier, that yeah. virus is not what kills the individual. It's the... Uh, compromised immune system or dysfunctional immune system prior to the virus that ends up killing the the individual correct not the virus itself the weird thing so it's that's a we got to dig a little deeper as a, like the scientific community needs to dig a little deeper into that what we're finding is that the people that get the worst reactions are ones that have comorbidities mm-hmm. typically high blood pressure um, and obesity diabetes those things what scientists are theorizing is that that's because they have a lot more of that ACE2 doorknob on their cells in their lungs. Mm. If you, in any other context, ACE2 is a protein that's typically used uh, to refer to hypertension, high blood pressure. Yes. So people with high blood pressure are at much higher risk because they probably have more ACE2 proteins or because they're on an ACE inhibitor mm-hmm. that can alter the, the type of uh, protein structures. A lot of that is very unclear. There needs to be a lot more research, but we're seeing that a lot of people with comorbidities are getting it. Immunosuppression by itself just means like you can't fight off the virus. So yeah, your immune system's not just yeah. not strong enough. You're letting the virus grow. So basically, from what I understand is, if you have a strong enough immune, if you if your immune system is strong enough, and you were saying this last week as well, if your immune system is strong enough and you're healthy enough, your diet's in place, you're exercising, all that stuff, you can fight this off. That's difficult to say. So. It's it's almost like Ebola. If your diet's in place, you're exercising, you get Ebola. You, Ebola is probably going to kill you. But we're not talking about Ebola. Yeah, we're talking we're talking with, about COVID. I get you. With this <clears throat> virus, I don't know how far like the if you don't have hypertension and, and obesity and diabetes and all that stuff for sure. I think maintaining a healthy lifestyle is super important because your immune system should be at its peak. With the weird thing about this virus is that your immune system is also a player in trying to kill you. So it's a very bizarre I I would always recommend people like be healthy you should always be at your peak of course but I don't know if you know like 
I don't know how far those health benefits go with regards to this virus because this thing's killing healthy people too. Elaborate on what you mean by your immune system is always trying to kill you. Are you referring no, to no, autoimmune sorry. diseases? Or what do you mean? I hope I didn't say that. I meant your, is that maybe yeah. did I hear it wrong? Or I, I might have said it wrong. <laughs> your uh, your immune system is always trying to protect you. There we go. Yeah, That's not true. kill okay. you. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was now, like, do we, do we, we all have autoimmune diseases? <laughs> we're all gonna die. Oh my god! Everybody, all, all actually, in a way, your immune system is always trying to kill you. But there's other cells that stop that from happening. <laughs> I'll throw that as like a saving thing. See, the one thing I've also noticed is. As far as map-wise, where this is targeting mostly, yeah. and again, not to not to step on doc your toes or any no, other doctor's toes or anybody else, I don't believe Bring any and anything as far as these numbers going out there with all these. Um, okay, we have this many deaths in China, this many deaths in Russia. This dude, these numbers are so off in these. In I don't believe area. any of them either. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at areas of like, for example, in Africa. There's nothing going on. They're like, oh, they don't have enough for testing. And at the same time, you read other articles. They go, oh, you know, it's so hot in Africa. They're getting so much vitamin D. Vitamin D is a key component of, you know, killing uh, the COVID virus. Everyone's like, coming up with a way to it's explain like, dude, this. Dude, what the heck are you guys talking about? Why are there so many different stories coming out? Why are yeah. people, I'm sorry for my language, but bullshitting all these numbers? It's like uh, you go on these on websites. Yes- Can you put on yesterday's? The, Which one? The yesterday tab. Oh, yeah, put it up. Uh, no, right there. You roll right over. What do you down, think? Down. There we go. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Here. yeah. What's as far as okay? This world, this world meter crap. Yeah. I, I How mean, accurate you, is this? You really believe this number? I think the U.S. is probably the most accurate on this list, to be honest. Because if you look at testing wise, mm-hmm. the the country that does the most testing is the country with most accuracy. And I think I mean U.S. isn't even near as accurate as it could be because we're not testing uh, people that don't have symptoms. Correct. If you tested the entire population then you can get a much more accurate uh, kind of meter as to where we are with regards to yeah. coronavirus. The China, I think, is lying flat out. I don't think yeah, you 80, could believe 80, China's... 82,000 infected total cases. Come on, they, they, like, reported, like, one or two deaths. It's like, what are you... There's no way. Um, I think China did a full cover-up thing, but um, I think that you can't, you can't come up with reasonable data unless you test everybody. Yeah. We, don't, we just don't know. And another thing I'm looking at is people are talking more about the deaths than they are the recoveries. More people are recovering than dying. So there's, when you look at statistics from a, from a medical standpoint, you look at the outcomes. Correct. So the outcomes is like, what did this end up leading to? Did you recover or did you die? Because the in-between is like kind of gray. But if you look at the, and I think the worldometer thing has like a, a fairly good uh, this is U.S. Case outcomes. If you go down a little bit. Which one? Oh, actually, it might not be that one. Let me see. Let me pull it up. There's like a pretty good case outcomes. So, for example, there's a there's a lot of people that there is no, we're not sure what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. They're in critical condition in the hospital. They're mm-hmm. not dead. They're not recovered. If you look at what happens when you leave the hospital or mm-hmm. when you look at people like based on recovery versus death, Correct. you see a huge percentage difference well, between. Here, is this where you're totally recovered? Yeah, so total recovered in the U.S. right now is what, 21,674. Yeah. And then if you look at uh, total dead. See, he has 21,074. I have 21,674. Yesterday. And now? I yeah, we're, now, pulling up, we're yeah, doing yesterday's. 20, well, actually, yeah. to now it's 21,674. Okay, that's, that's what I have. That's we're doing right. yesterday's on this because they don't update it uh, like they update it later. Um, but if you look at the difference, there's like a 20% of people are dying. If you look at the, the uh, in terms of the... Uh, Primary, the the end outcome, mm-hmm. it's like twenty percent are dead, eighty percent are recovered. In between, there's a ton. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see where that ends up. Mm. Um, and then some countries are reporting like death rates of like you know half a percentage, 
See, this is you know, this is the death rate they're giving us. Uh, eighty years old, eighty plus. Uh, debt rate is fourteen point eight. Yep. Uh, seventy seventy nine is eight yeah. percent. Sixty to sixty nine, three point six percent. I mean, these numbers are relatively low considering uh, the amount of the amount of uh, hysteria that's going on. If out you there. put if you put those numbers in Italy, you see what what's happening in Italy. If you put those numbers in Japan, you'll see what what happened in Japan. If you put even, you know, 1% in the U.S., if you have 360 million people in the U.S. and they all got infected, you'd have 3 million deaths in the U.S., 3.6 million deaths. Mm-hmm. Those are huge numbers when it comes to medicine. Like, well, yeah, but with the f- yeah. if, three, if all 360 million got infected with the flu, how many would, we, how many would die? The, the be, probably, I think the flu death rate is like a point, uh, 0.1% death 62, rate. 63,000 people have died from January yep. till now. And from the flu, and the flu we have vaccines for. Correct. The flu people vaccinate against. The flu we have a treat, not a treatment, but like something to to temporize it yeah. with. This thing we've ha- we have nothing. So if you put everyone on the streets right now and said and said go frolic, like let this thing spread, let COVID spread like no other, mm-hmm. you'd have millions of people dead. Yeah. The reason why this whole quarantine thing happened, the reason why the entire world's on lockdown, is because we don't have anything to disarm this virus with. We can't immunize people. We can't give them a vaccine. We have no treatment for it. So if you just put this out, you'd have millions of people dead. But did we have anything to, to uh, whether it's vaccines or why didn't we have the quarantine for the H1N1 or the Ebola or anything else prior to or that? Or even SARS-1. Why, yeah, why this particular If, if you look at the, the, uh, the transmissibility of some of those viruses, mm-hmm. they're much less than... Uh, the corona. Then, corona. The other thing too about coronavirus is it stays asymptomatic for a while uh, before you get symptoms, and you could spread it during the asymptomatic period. Ebola, people are typically you know spreading the virus whenever they're bleeding everywhere, whenever they're coughing up blood and mm-hmm. things like that. So the the virus, the Ebola virus, isn't that good in the sense that you kind of know you have symptoms and then you die, you know. And then if you have exposures to that those bodily fluids, then you know you can get Ebola. Um, but with coronavirus, it's, it's got this very interesting asymptomatic period beforehand, possibly that you're, you're shedding virus. And then some studies are showing up to 37 days of, um, uh, people carrying it. So it's, it's a lot more, it spreads really easily. That's, that's the issue with, with coronavirus. Now, the main people that it targets are the elder, elderly, from my understanding, and obviously people with underlying issues. I think the main people that are having bad outcomes are the elderly. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. The people that are having the bad outcomes yeah, yeah. are the elderly, meaning call it 60, 65 and above. Sure. And then people who are, you know, have already underlying issues, whether it's uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, yeah. um, cancer, any anything basically. We're, we're basically almost one foot is out the door already. Or basically, they're <laughs> how many, you know a lot of people with you know like how many people do you know with hypertension or you know diabetes or well no no I'm talking yeah. about basically people who have one foot out the door or yeah, people yeah. who are you know like I said the diabetics you know uh, the people with high blood pressure the obese people uh, people who basically aren't healthy or aren't that aren't completely you know uh, perfect in terms of the human body maybe but there's a lot of people that are di- that have died that have none of that stuff see that's what I want to know as yeah. far as like these numbers as far as, okay, how many healthy people have died? Because they don't talk about it. All they say is, like there was this one article, you know, and I hate bringing it up, but it was a 32-year-old Armenian guy who passed away. Yeah, I heard about this. And you look at it. He had and, asthma. Yeah. See, exactly. Yep. People don't Bronchitis. talk about that. It, he had, and he was a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. People basically said, oh, look, 32-year-old Armenian guy, young guy, he died. 
And then they post it, and the article, t- the title says, "32-year-old young man from passes Glendora. away from yeah from passes away but, from." COVID-19. But there's people that have died without any past medical history, without any other conditions, no asthma, no diabetes, Why no hypertension. What was the? How did they end up dying? The viral load probably kicks in this crazy immune response that ends up targeting your lungs and killing you. And the, 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 if you look at people in the ICU, a lot of the studies are showing that like people, you know, once you're vent, once you're intubated, once you have a tube down your trachea and you're living on the vent, you have like an eighty percent chance of death. Wow! You know, it's like it's a huge number because we we're not able to reverse the the issues going on with your lungs. Your lungs fill with fill up, end up going through ARDS, which is acute respiratory distress syndrome. Your body kind of seeps these fluids into your the sacs that exchange oxygen, and you can't oxygenate. And then there's like a final, like last resort thing called ECMO, mm-hmm. uh, extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. That's where they basically bypass your lungs. They put a machine that will breathe for you. We don't have nearly enough devices for everybody for that. So they're prioritizing that for like the, the you know, the people that have the highest chance of survival. But even people on that are dying. So it, once it gets to that point, is it considered a severe case of pneumonia almost or... or? You, before you're intubated, you could have a severe case of COVID. Yeah, there are people in the ICU that that uh, are being monitored extremely closely because they're projected to go downhill, mm-hmm. but that aren't intubated yet. Intubation okay. is kind of the last resort in a sense. Intubation is kind of like uh, you're not doing a good job of oxygenating your lungs. We're going to do it for you. We're going to put you on a vent, pump high concentrations of oxygen so that you can survive, or uh, ideally. Yeah. yeah. As far as testing goes, where where do we stand testing whether it's the drive-throughs or the hospitals ERs clinics we're doing a lot better now than we did than we were doing 2 weeks ago i want to say mm-hmm. uh, even like a week ago we're doing a lot better now there's a lot more tests now um again i think that i don't think people should go to the ER unless they are needing emergency care to like don't come to the ER just to get testing because you're risking getting coronavirus if you go to the ER okay. and you're also risking giving other people coronavirus if you go to the ER and you're positive but um, if you, like, there's a lot of drive through centers now, I think. Yeah, compared to last week, it was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was like, where are the tests? Now it's, it's we're seeing it ramped up a lot more. What's the turnaround time for these tests? Uh, typically four hours is, is four the hours. ballpark, yeah. Some, oh, so it's not two weeks, huh? I've been hearing a lot of three days. And yeah, yeah, the, the outpatient ones. I've been hearing weeks, they, two weeks yeah. to get back test results, man. Some places, it, every place differs, but if you're going to like a high-end institution, it's typically four hours. And you're doing it in-house or you're using like the major... Uh, yeah, a lot, like of the, the a lot of the and big the, hospitals in LA are using are doing in-house. In-house. Yeah. So the it ones that have are, to go through the CDC or... No. Uh, the major Not labs. anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Because I remember, for example, when the Zika came out, it was like a uh, 10, 12-week process to get... Because oh, only the CDC could test it. Dude, I was in Jamaica during the Zika virus. <laughs> Literally, I was in Jamaica during the Zika. Anytime I'd see a mosquito, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we have Corona, you have Zika. It's all good. It's all good, man. Look at this. Six feet apart from each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. We're all good. We're all a good family. Let's give family. everyone everything here. So yeah. we're able to get the results back in about four hours, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. At least that, that you're able to rule out whoever shouldn't be yeah. in, in the and hospital. And that's typically and for people that are going to be hospitalized. I wouldn't say that's for everybody. Like the, drive-by, <laughs> the drive-through ones are not typically four hours. Uh, my wife is saying there's actually an urgent care in Silmar that offers instant test results. 
I haven't heard of that before. <laughs> Elk, send us a link for that one. Silmar, so of all places. Yeah, wow. Silmar, I guess. Uh, guys, we're going to get to all your questions. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of stuff going uh, on. Oh, Arno Cherry picked his wife, which is... We'll, we'll, uh, 100%. <laughs> we're going to let this slide this time. 100%. Every time. That's so funny. You remember who used to bitch I at? have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> when he used to I do that? I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so let's get to some of these questions in a few minutes. Um, but I... There's a couple of things I, I wanted to cover as well, which may answer some of the questions. Um, as far as what we're seeing again in the media, which is the PPE shortages and ventilator yeah. shortages, and it seems like everything, we're short on everything. Even though we're the most powerful country in the world, we seem to have seven ventilators across the country <laughs> and four N95 masks. Is that... Is that really? Can you can you <laughs> slap everybody in the face with this really quickly? All right, are you guys ready for this? You guys are going to be slapped in the face with oh this really quickly. What, what's really going on? I mean, in the front lines, in, are you guys in well LA, equipped or? I don't I don't represent UCLA in any way, and I don't represent any of the hospitals that I belong yeah. to. But I could tell you that in LA, um, I think that we're a little more blessed than other cities. Um, I know I I do a lot of uh, physician advocacy stuff. And I know that inter- like nationally, I've heard from a ton of ER docs that are saying they're out of masks. They have to having to reuse masks. We're a, we're the second largest city in LA, mm-hmm. so we're a priority kind of city compared to other like rural areas and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't be as out as other places in the U.S. In LA, there are hospitals that were at a huge shortage that still probably are at a huge shortage that aren't the major huge academic hubs. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So there are there are hospitals. I've heard of ER docs in LA uh, having to intubate without a mask on which is the worst possible way to get coronavirus because you get a huge viral, viral load if someone's positive. Of course. Um, New York now is getting shipments of stuff. I think we've all done an excellent job of staying at home and quarantining. So we're starting to see some slight decline in uh, California with regards to the need for ventilators and um, possibly PPE. I say that very cautiously because there are hospitals probably near most of the people that are watching that don't have enough PPE. Yeah. And PPE guys is basically the gloves, the masks, yeah. the, gowns, the gowns, all every, yeah. all that, anything that'll protect you the from, face shield. yeah, everything. Is do do you think the uh, the lack of preparedness for a pandemic such as what we're facing with? Do you think that's the rep- the uh, responsibility of the federal government, state level, or county, or I each think hospital system, or I think I honestly think all of them. There's a few things that will wipe out a huge number of people mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like nuclear war. It's like, I don't know, if you believe in sci-fi, like artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. Terminator style. And then it's viruses. Viruses are at the top of the list. If coronavirus became like SARS-1, mm-hmm. if it could kill as well as SARS-1 did, it would be the worst pandemic in human history. Mm-hmm. It would outnumber the plague it would take everyone by surprise. The blessing is that COVID-19 cannot kill as well as SARS-1. It can infect a little better, but it can't kill as well. Doesn't Imagine if this virus mutated in a month. Could, you couldn't vaccinate against it, and it decided to kill as well as SARS-1. Then you're screwed. So it's, it's not as bad as a 2003 virus. No, that virus has, I think, like a 20% death rate. See, but what, here's, a, here's what's curious to me is in 2003, the, you know, the SARS virus you know, was all over the world, right? Yep. How, why wasn't I think it was more it was more localized to, to, to Asia but why wasn't the panic as bad as it was as it is now as far as um, worldwide I, th- and- I remember there being a panic it just didn't reach across like uh, countrywide as as well as this one did 
from from what I remember, like China went and like killed like tens of thousands of chickens and like I don't know they like quarantined the whole city again. I think China back then was also a little more transparent. I'm I'm not well versed in SARS one, like China's response to SARS one. Excuse me, but I can say that um, you know like in terms of like COVID, the reason why this became a pandemic was because every country was starting to report COVID cases. And the spread was just unreal. I mean, we're talking about 150 plus countries that it spread within a yeah. matter of weeks. I was in New York like three, four weeks ago at a conference for emergency doctors. And then like a week later, I'm like, holy shit, like New York just closed down. Well, let's, we have a couple, we have a lot of questions let's actually, let's but see. let's answer Anush's question because Anush seems like she's on pins and needles. She's like, what's the good <laughs> news? Uh, give us hope, some sort of silver lining. Can, yeah. Doc, let's, let's, let's get to that because Let's do it. we literally have you know over 100 people watching this right now uh let's let everybody know where we're at as far totally. as california los angeles yep. uh go ahead you take so uh the the washington university puts out a projection in terms of the peak of uh covid cases across each state and if you look at where we were a few weeks ago compared to where we are right now we've lowered the curve a lot we've lowered it enough where we have enough hospital beds and icu beds because of the fact that people are staying at home. Now, I say this with a grain of salt and also with some caution. If tomorrow everyone went outside, then you'd have a much higher peak. You'd set the reset button. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, re- you reset it because the entire population is not infected with this thing. There's less than, you know, like there's probably less than like 5% of the population is infected with this. Who knows? We don't have enough data. But if you just continued your, your regular way, if you restarted, then we'd have another peak. This thing would come in waves. But right now, we're doing great with regards to hospital bed number and ICU bed number and ventilator numbers in, in the state of California. But again, take that very cautionary because uh, if we just quickly relax, it's going to be another you know, chaotic event for us. Yeah. And in Los Angeles as well, correct? In Los 100%. Angeles, it, the numbers are going down. Los Angeles, the numbers are doing fairly well compared to mm. other major cities like New York. Now, people, we're not telling you to go outside and yeah. start freaking... Don't do that. Don't go to Starbucks Keep and... Keep your ass home. <laughs> yeah, stay yeah, home. Stay at home. Learn Still? how to make lama juice or something. Yeah, coffee. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's making tortilla lama juice now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the new thing. Well, when this damn thing is over, you're going to see a lot of lama juice pop-ups. Oh, I can't wait, man. <laughs> oh, great. Sounds so good. And hot Sounds chicken so sandwich, good. watch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Anush, I hope that puts you at ease because... Yeah. I, I wanted to get to that one really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to hear it from the doctor's mouth as well. That, yeah. You know what? We I, are... We're do, community-wise, we're doing a good job. We're staying at home. Yeah. But that's only because we're staying at home. Yeah. As soon as you lift that, you change that. Yeah. Things will go back to getting as bad as they were oh, before. But it feels so good, the traffic and all that, man. It's beautiful. I go from nice, one spot right. to another. It's like... Oh, Why are you out driving? Well, I'm, 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 in, I'm in real estate. He's, he's, so. he's an essential... Essential business, yeah. huh? I'm an essential business, man. Oh, I, got, I got to do what I got to do, so... <laughs> So a couple more. Let's get to the questions as well. Uh, Edgar asks about, uh, as we're seeing now, uh, the uh, city of Los Angeles and a lot of other major cities are mm-hmm. announcing or recommending to be everybody to be wearing a mask in public. Yeah. So his question is, uh, is there a difference between investing into the N95 or I think it's not even the N95. Those, those, the thirty-five, ten-dollar ones are the KN95. It's not the real N95. There's, but the way that masks are manufactured, there's uh, three letters. Uh, it's N, and then um, it's P, and I think there was an R. Mm-hmm. They all, they all tell you about how well they filter against oil. And then there's the 95 and the 100. 95 is like a 95% efficiency in filtering out three microns uh, mm-hmm. or greater or whatever. And then 100 is like near 100%. Yeah. Um, when it comes to 
N95s, what the governing agencies are saying is don't touch those because healthcare workers need those. Yes. And I agree with that. If you're wearing an N95 in public, you're wasting an N95 that we could have used in the hospital because we still have a huge shortage of N95s across the U.S. Surgical masks or facial coverings like a scarf or bandana or whatever the hell the CDC said, we need... I don't, I don't know if I fully agree with the CDC in terms of you know uh, wearing a scarf or bandana around your face, but I do think that people should be wearing a mask outside at all times. Some studies are coming out saying that cotton isn't a good filter for viral particles. That's why I say a scarf or bandana might not work well. Yeah, because it's ah. just it's 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 not yeah. viral. It, it'll be dust, um, ba- yeah. stuff like if that. If you're in a sandstorm, wear a scarf around your face. That's fine. But be- it, these are these are viral particles. Because I saw a manufacturer actually selling reusable and washable cloth yeah. made. Mm, uh, I th- not, not viral. I think I think they I think that for the mass populace going outside, the surgical mask will filter out most of what. Uh, the viral particles are out there because it will filter out any of the droplets that are mm-hmm. that are flying around. But the main use of a surgical mask is for a surgeon or a proceduralist not to contaminate the field or to get blood in their face. Correct. So it's not designed specifically for you know coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. protection. But it's effective. But it's though. effective definitely. I think that yeah. people should be wearing masks whenever they're out. They're out. I, I definitely I tell my my parents. I mean my parents wear it by themselves, but people should be wearing masks whenever they're out. As far as out in public, we probably should be wearing masks yeah. right now. <laughs> well, and some people were asking about that. Don't worry, we've we've all three of us have had it. We're immune to it. Yeah, now, yeah. So. I I just got off of it like two weeks ago. I gave it to Super <laughs> Sarko. Nice. <laughs> He's spreading it to the we're uh, doing uh, a job uh, of the rest of the Armenian singing community. Yeah, and the uh, and the uh, procedure masks or or the surgical masks are far less expensive than the ninety fives. So there's absolutely no reason to go out there to let me yeah right? let me tell you what the hospital uh, what the hospital policies are. Are and the CDC policies are with regards to um, N95s and surgical masks. Uh, as ER docs, we wear surgical masks when we're seeing even sometimes a COVID patient. Mm-hmm. The only time we put an N95 on or wear the space helmet PAPR device is whenever we're intubating or doing procedures near their airway because that's when you'll get the highest viral load in your face. Correct. So we wear surgical masks on shift. You know, like we, ER doctors are wearing surgical masks and that's how we're treating patients. Yeah. So if we're wearing it, like, I don't think you, like, I don't think the mass populace should go grab an N95 <laughs> and be even more protected than us. You know, it's like, it doesn't make much sense because we're dealing with these patients. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you do for a living? I sell chocolate. Why are you wearing an N95 mask? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a dude with a P100 respirator. I'm like, bro. What are fuck? you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Cause, and, and the worst part is, is these morons are, because well, they're, you know what? I'm not going to, they are morons. They're wearing gloves. They're wearing masks. They'll walk into like a Trader Joe's or a Ralph's with their shopping cart and all the crap that they've touched. They'll put it in their car with their gloves on and then they'll <laughs> they'll leave their mm-hmm. gloves on, their mask on. They'll sit in their car. They'll drive to another location and then they'll spread the virus everywhere else. Guys, those gloves, once you touch something and it's on your gloves, it's, as, it's basically it's like it's it, on your you hands. Treat it, treat it like your hands. Yeah. yeah. Look at it this way. Doctor... You go into soup, you see a patient, right? You have your gloves on, you have a mask on. As soon as you leave, yeah, you take your gloves off. You take your gloves off, take the mask off, and then what do you do? You sanitize your yeah, hands, you walk away. 100%. It's like those morons who are cashiers at a restaurant. They're wearing a glove, not now, even prior to this whole yeah. thing. They're walking around with gloves, they take your money yeah. with the glove, then they handle you the food with the same glove. Why are you wearing my, a glove? My, the understand. funniest thing I see is whenever people, wear, <laughs> <laughs> whenever people are wearing a mask and it's below their nose, yeah. that's the funniest thing that I see. Because it's like, what are you filtering right now? Like oh nothing. Your nose gosh. is open. The other thing too, like I want to say this too. If everyone had 
an N if there was a million if there was like forty billion N ninety five masks and we could all wear one, that would be ideal, obviously. Of course. But but the fact that we don't have enough means that it should go to the people that are the treating patients. Yeah. But isn't an N ninety five a true definition of the N ninety five? It's supposed to be pretty much fitted to you, right? It's not yeah, something you, you go and for get from Office Depot. If you, Home so, Depot. Yeah. Home Depot. In hospitals, we need to be certified to wear an N95. Yeah. You need to have a, a size that fits your face. You have to be clean shaven because if you're not, like the reason why I have this coronavirus porn mustache <laughs> is because of the fact <laughs> that I had this Freddie Mercury. I was going Robin Hood, but that's so bad. <laughs> I want it off my face as soon as this thing is done. But the reason why like, I have this mustache is because the N95 can fit around my face. Yeah. And I have a clean shave, so I can wear an N95. So it sits exactly yeah. flush on if your face. If you have beard hair, it's going to penetrate through. I didn't even recognize it when beard. he walked in. I was like, is he, is he here to clean the office or is he to die? <laughs> in a, <laughs> in a button like, down and a side. He's going to lay you <laughs> down on the table and intubate you. <laughs> I swear. He has some expensive oh, house gosh, cleaners. Man. Uh, we have a question from Lila. She says, um, as far as she's been hearing in, from Glendale, Venice, the hospitals and also... Uh, and we've obviously been hearing it on the news oh, from the question. president as well about yeah. the uh, hydrochloroquine, zinc, and z pack. Okay, so it's, this is a good. Uh, this is a really good question. Like whether yeah. it works or not. But right. it actually works. I mean, I've seen as far as it being effective in four hours, eight hours, twelve hours. So a lot yeah. of studies are coming out with uh, showing that hydroxychloroquine does work. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, a lot of studies are coming out showing that hydroxychloroquine does work. Uh, there's a lot of mechanisms by which it does work. Um, but whether, whether like people are kind of freaking out, asking for prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine when they have no symptoms, the medication, uh, probably does work. A lot of data is coming out that it probably does work. We don't have enough to give it to everybody and not everybody should be taking because there's huge side effects associated with this medication. If you just end up taking it, you can lose your vision. You could have cardiac arrhythmias. You could die. People have died from it in Arizona. Really? Yeah. People have had like really bad cardiac arrhythmias from this medication and died. Um, you need, like, the, the studies are coming out in severe COVID cases that are with severe pneumonia and in the ICU. And we're seeing that hydroxychloroquine works because there's a few mechanisms of action that, that are proposed. It changes the pH in lysosomes, the little, there are little things inside your cells that end up ki where, killing the virus. It's like the trash can of the cell is a lysosome. Um, and it increases the pH. The theory is that it doesn't allow the virus to, to survive that. Mm -hmm. And then it, it alters zinc uh, zinc pathways in the cell um, and then uh, now new studies are showing that it might actually stabilize hemoglobin and prevent the virus from, from affecting the way that heme and porphyrin, these little proteins inside your cell work, which um, leads to, you know, the virus ends up leading to low oxygen levels because of that. Now that medication that Armand was mentioning, what what is that medic medication exactly? Is it... It's an anti-malarial medication. That's what it yeah, is. It's a malaria drug. It's worked... We've, we've had it for a long time. It's, it's so well it's not, it's not a pneumonia drug. No, not typically. You don't. Yeah, you don't. That's use so it. weird. It's like it's like for malaria, but then it it, it attack. You know, it every helps medicine with the, uh, has a side effect. Like med but that's crazy. Every for, medicine for, has weird side effects. For and cardiovascular, the side effect basically. could be the treatment. And the side effect could be the treatment. Yeah. Look, prednisone. <clears throat> prednisone has probably the most ridiculous side effects. Prednisone affects over a thousand gene, a thousand proteins in your cell. So, pro prednisone is used to treat. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis, mm -hmm. but yet it causes side effect is osteoporosis, and it's treated for it's used for COPD, 
and it could it could cause other autoimmune diseases. Yeah. I mean, the damn thing just there was even, remember remember <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah. Jacques, like the best example. What was the what was the medication effects. Jacques and I think we're talking about uh, Jacques and George were here where they said they made the drug for I think it was erectile dif- dysfunction, but Sildenafil, then, Viagra. Yeah, and then. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. For hair loss. Pre- yeah, blood pressure. Oh, no, yeah, 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 blood yeah, I'm sorry, blood, blood pressure. pressure man. And then yeah. basically they... Uh, well, Rogaine. Yeah. yeah. What's in it? Uh, Ro- Rogaine's... Uh, uh, Rogaine's uh, you, I think you guys are talking about uh, Viagra. So no, 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 no. No, we're talking about uh, finasteride. Oh, yeah. Finasteride. Finasteride a, is, a, yeah, is an interesting medicine. So, Or was it Viagra? No, I, I think it was a blood pressure no, Yeah, you're right. No, 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 no. It was... Uh, the Rogaine was made for blood pressure... Interesting. Or minoxidil. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Minoxidil. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, minoxidil. minoxidil was made for blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, you know, this yeah. is helping. The One of the side effects is hair growth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every major like cosmetic medicine that's come out. If you look at Botox, like Botox is a toxin known in medicine. Bo- like Botox leads to paralysis. If you, you know, if don't you don't tell the Armenian yeah, girls that, I know, that's right. <laughs> and you see what? people like getting this up. What? If they actually like Googled what Botox actually is, it's like, holy shit. So, um, so the medication have are you are you allowed to talk about whether you've personally used it on any of the patients or I I can't talk about well okay I can say that I've never personally prescribed it out to like outpatient mm-hmm. it's not recommended like there's no guide like it's almost off label use if you use mm-hmm. it outside of you know if you just prescribe it to people I've never taken it myself it's not something that I'm looking to take like right. if I get coronavirus and I'm in the ICU then consider giving me hydroxychloroquine Right now, I wouldn't take hydroxychloroquine just for shits and giggles because I think it. Well, works. not for shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, no, no. It's, it's not a, yeah. not for preventive. There's 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 um, there's talks about making it like a medicine for people on the front lines as a preventative measure, but we're gonna have to see how that goes. But I wouldn't. There's such a shortage that I wouldn't recommend people like asking their doctors for it or trying to find it online. There was a dude in Arizona that found like a type of hydroxychloroquine you use in, like, uh, aquariums. Mm-hmm. They both overdosed on it. Him and his wife overdosed on it, and then he died. I think she died, too. See, it's like people think, like, oh, my God, we found the cure. We yeah. found the cure. Look, yeah, let's, people are buying it from, like, online pharmacies. It's like, you some don't even people, the, the The one positive thing about this virus is it's going to hopefully lower the stupidity rate where some of these people who are drinking Clorox and yeah. other YouTube video... And the anti-vax rate, too. I think that this virus is going to teach people what vaccines actually mean. Because never in our lives have we seen a disease where you aren't able to vaccinate. Like, we didn't have polio in our lifetimes. No. We didn't have, you know, like, all these other, other major issues in our, in our lifetimes. And so seeing that this virus is out and we don't have a vaccine for it should be a key as to why it's so important to get vaccinated. If we had a vaccine right now, enough for everybody, tomorrow we could walk on the streets. Or like a week from now, we could walk on the streets once, we, once our bodies have an immune response. So that's, what, that's and, how far this goes. And then who would you give the vaccine to? Would it be for, some, would it be for everybody? I think so. Really? You would like the it, flu vaccine. Just, uh, depending on the side effect profile of the vaccine. Now, what do you think as far as, I mean, and I don't want to get political or anything, but do you think if a vaccine does come out, it'll be a mandatory vaccine? It shouldn't be a political issue. I think that, I think that vaccination should be almost as important as like air or water. Like if you are a viral vector, if you yourself could infect other people, you should want to vaccinate yourself, not only to protect yourself, but to protect other people too. I don't think it should, I don't think, I'm not a fan of like mandatory anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm very moderate in my political views. But I think that we should start thinking as a society as to why vaccines are important, and we should just do it, you know? But if we look at it from that perspective, I, look, I understand you've, you've studied medicine, science, and 
that's probably what they teach you. But our bodies consist of what, close to 400 trillion viruses, correct? Every day we walk around with that many viruses. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't know if that's true. That's 300 trillion, I think. I don't even think that's true. You, you have 380 million viruses in your blood. Trillion. Trillion, trillion viruses. Trillion viruses. Yeah. I need a study to see that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't I'm, think I I'm referring yeah. to the uh, virome. That's what it, it's referred to as. Oh, you're, talking about, you're talking about in your DNA the little pieces that you've kind of acquired evolutionarily. Correct. That's way different than having 300 trillion viruses in your blood. Well, but it's said that you can even just by you and I sitting here, I could be passing on hundreds of viruses to you where... But it doesn't really affect us because our body has built immunity to it throughout evolution. I would need to see the data on that because I've never heard that you would just be passing on hundreds of viruses to another person. You'd need a virus to replicate. And the way that viruses replicate is by ripping cells open. So you would have symptoms if you had these 300 trillion viruses replicating in your blood. You would have a huge amount of symptoms. You wouldn't be alive, I don't think, if you, if you had all these viruses replicating. So I don't I don't know if I believe that I don't think that's scientific, but um, yeah, it says oh, there over it's over three hundred eighty trillion viruses inhabit uh, inhabitate us basically. I need I need to see that study. I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah. is it an actual like peer reviewed study or is it some online? I'll I'll I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I'll, forward, yeah. I'll forward your it to DNA you. has a bunch of pieces of old fragments of viruses. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Your but, DNA carry like there's a thing called. Uh, um, uh, when when viruses like go and they infect you, mm-hmm. sometimes your 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 cells will take a piece of that DNA and put it in, or take that piece of that RNA, turn it into DNA, and then put it in your own genome, just as a way for you to remember that you had it. And so these are these are ways in which our bodies end up having like a little memory recorder. Mm-hmm. We need so much more data on this stuff, but that's how like CRISPR was found to be like a a, a thing because they found that CRISPR was a means for bacteria to put viral DNA into their own genomes. It's really interesting stuff, but it's like super complicated. Yeah. Um, another question we have from actually several people is, as far as, let's say, everybody's quarantined for the next, till the end of April, the virus is, let's say, hypothetically speaking, gone. What are the chances that it comes back in June, July, sometime in the summer, and comes back even worse or... Uh, I mean, how how do we? You you mentioned vaccination, but um, if you ask me, I don't know if vaccination is truly the answer. But uh, how how do we prevent that from happening? As far as it coming back even worse and killing more people and causing a bigger pandemic, the answer is vaccination. The only way to get rid of this thing from infecting people is to give people a very small dose of an inactivated virus, so their body sees it and mounts an actual immune response. But the virus itself mutates. That's why you have yeah. a new flu virus. Whether we'll have a vaccine, vaccine right? is a different question. Whether we'll have a vaccine is a different question. If we, if, we don't, if, we're, if we come up with a vaccine and then the next year we find out that the coronavirus mutated to be even like, different mm-hmm. enough so that we can't fight it, then we're screwed. And then every year vaccine. we're going to have to come up with a vaccine. Like the flu vaccine. Yeah, basically. it's going to be like the flu. It'll be like another round of the flu every single year. But see, like, like we said... Over 60,000 people from January till now have died from the flu vaccine. I didn't get the flu. I didn't get the flu shot. Did you from get the, the flu, flu vaccine shot? or from the flu? I'm sorry, from the flu. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. Wait a second. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the flu shot. You, I never. Did. You didn't get the flu shot. Have you guys ever actually had the flu? No. You guys have never had a true case of the flu. From. <laughs> I mean, what would, what, what okay. would you say? True case of the like, flu. Like, have you guys ever like been knocked out from the common cold to the point where like you can't even? No. Well, I mean, well, fever guys, and body yeah. ache and yeah. all that. I think but, that. 
I've gotten I've gotten a cold. Every here's the thing. Every time flu season comes around, I'll get a cold. Okay. But as far as my body aching and I'm dying and like it's like uh, the ch- chances the are you're not you're not gonna die from the flu. Chances are you're you're gonna survive the flu because like, your immune system your immune system is strong enough to kind yeah, of fight. They can it off. fight it off. You're not you're not yeah. like you're. It's not a virus strong enough to kill you at all. And it's a, it's a virus strong enough to like <clears throat> debilitate you for a little bit, but. The the reason why we vaccinate, especially healthcare workers, like the reason why I have to vaccinate is because if I get the flu and I give it to a patient that's on immunosuppressants, I'll probably kill them. You see that? Yeah. Now, this COVID-19 this COVID is basically the same thing. It's kind of like, okay, see, I'm not saying the virus doesn't exist. The virus exists because there's a lot of people in, in here that are saying the virus is fake. People news. are saying like 5G internet towers. We'll, oh, God. We'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get but, to that. Yeah, yeah. But as far <laughs> yeah, as like, okay, <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying is the virus does exist. It's out there. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the COVID-19 is there. What I'm saying is basically is if your immune system is strong enough where you can kind of fight this off, you'll be able to fight it off. But what I'm worried about is if I get it, I'm worried about mom. I'm worried about dad. Were you worried about this with the flu? Absolutely not. Exactly. But but then why uh, it's why much do, stronger than the why flu. do sixty thousand people die if the flu doesn't kill? But it's not the flu, bro. It's it's, it's pneumonia. It's much stronger than the flu. The flu, like if you if you look at an X ray on of a person with the flu in its worst case, and you compare it to an X ray of like a, long a typical COVID like bad COVID mm-hmm. case, yeah. If you look at the X rays of like typical flu versus like a typical COVID or like a bad flu versus a bad COVID, you'll know the difference. You'll see the difference. Like ARDS is like a. a Flu can cause ARDS, but the amount of COVID cases that are causing this lung injury are much higher than the flu. So the severity, if you look at the severity of COVID, it's a lot more severe and it's a lot more deadly compared to the flu on the order of at least one order of magnitude, which is 10 times. Mm. And if you look at the death rate of the flu, if you like Google that, I think it's like 0.1% or something. I'm pretty sure it's like 0.1%. If you look at the death rate of the flu compared to that to the lowest death rate of COVID, you'll see, you'll get a good idea of... People are saying COVID is like the flu. It's like you can't compare two viruses. No, 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 it's not. It's, it's, you can't. COVID, okay, COVID is not the flu, guys. It's COVID SARS. is closer to, yeah, it's SARS. <laughs> yeah, it's like a baby SARS. Yeah. Think it, of it like that. Think of it, it as a baby yeah, SARS. Yeah, it's a, it's, a it's, it's a weaker form of SARS-1, yeah, and it's more friendlier. of a, yeah, but it's more of a pneumonia it's than a it nice is word. a flu. It's a respiratory disorder, guys. It's not, it's not, you're not going to get the sniffles. Yeah. 0.1% is the seasonal flu death rate in the U.S. 0.1%. When you say that's the death rate, so this is what's always been, especially with this virus, has been very confusing to me. I've I've probably uh, seen 2,000 plus death certificates throughout my healthcare career. Mm-hmm. I've never ever seen cause of death as flu or anything but we respiratory. Don't, we don't typically write it like that when we write a death certificate. So we, I've signed a ton of death certificates. Okay. Respiratory yeah. failure, yeah. right? I'll put cardiopulmonary arrest. Or car- yeah. Okay, so then then how do you come up with these COVID-19 stats and the flu stats and everything else? The way, if, that, the way that people are uh, attributing it to COVID. So cause of, cause of death being COVID is different than what's written on the death certificate. It could say cardiopulmonary arrest, mm-hmm. like maybe secondary to COVID-19 right. infection or whatever. Right. Um, the, the way that that people are reporting deaths due to COVID is by if they die from pulmonary or cardiopulmonary arrest and they're COVID positive and you think that it's because of COVID, then you write that. Then it's a due to COVID. See, well, you, that's so... What else are you going to die from? <laughs> no, but you're saying, no, but see, it's not COVID. The fact that... Again, Doc, I don't so mean, to, get, I don't mean yeah, to step it. on your toes or anything, no, no, but the fact that you said if you think it's COVID, then you write COVID, it's like... 
No. If you're, if you're COVID positive and you have a viral pneumonia and your lungs stop functioning and then you go into cardiopulmonary arrest, it's due to COVID. doesn't matter that you had COPD for the last 15 years. COPD is not what killed you. Be- okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. On a death cert, there's mm-hmm. typically three lines, it's like right? People, it's almost like people saying death's due to smoking. It's not the smoking that killed you. It's like lung it's, disease. It's, it's like the essential outcome of all of that. Right. But the root cause, if you go back, was smoking to a certain degree. But and I'm not saying that, like, you know, it's probably not the best example to bring up, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. So on a death certificate, typically what we write is minutes, mm-hmm. some hours, hours yeah, or time years, of death, yeah. right? That's, that's what we write. No, no, no. I'm oh, not talking about time of death. I'm yeah. talking about cause. Is what happened within hours. It could be hours, years, right? There's, there's two or three different classifications that it's you write out. Not typically how, how we do it. In, yeah, I, I've never written anyone like that. So you just have one cause of death? I write what, what happened during the time, what I think led to the pathology that led to death. I do a little explanation why I think that happened, and then I write the, the cause of death. We're getting into such technicals here, though, because the death certificate cause of death is, is not what's being reported here. What's being reported is like COVID-19. If your hospital admission is due to COVID-19, if you have a diagnosis of COVID-19, you end up with viral pneumonia and then you die, they're attributing to COVID-19. If you wrote cardiopulmonary arrest, if you looked at causes of death in cancer, you could write cardiopulmonary arrest for all of them and never call it cancer. You could, you could call all death due to cardiopulmonary arrest because that's what death is when your heart and lungs stop. So you, we're getting into yeah. very, very minor okay. details. And I ask this question because yeah. we, I have seen a lot of instances come up where um, I'm hearing from you know friends, family, whoever that let's say they know of somebody who died at the hospital recently, and they they made an attempt to almost find a reason to to label it as a COVID nineteen death, and I don't yeah. know it's because the hospitals are receiving additional funding from the government if the, based on the number of cases. Theories, yeah. Well, <laughs> then then, w- then why test somebody three three four times before you determine the cause of death once the patient's already deceased? So there's there's a few patients that get multiple rounds of testing for COVID, especially mm-hmm. if they're hospitalized, because you're not sure if they're contracting COVID or if the virus has gotten to a load enough to be detected. That's one. Okay. Number two is because the tests themselves are not 100% accurate. So you have user error, which is one where like the brush itself isn't pushed all the way back or mm-hmm. there aren't enough viral particles in the back of the nose for you to brush off, but they have COVID deeper down. So they'll, they'll have to do multiple attempts sometimes if they really think it's COVID. So if, if you have a viral pneumonia and you're influenza negative and you think it's COVID, you might test more than once just to make sure. But I don't see like people testing, you know, a hundred times just to see if, just to find out if they're yeah, I've seen I've heard three yeah that's or, the most I've seen too. see I'm looking at a recent death certificate we filled out respiratory failure minutes coronary artery disease years okay yeah I don't I don't know COVID-19 COVID-19 no. is November no no no, no, no. Coron- <laughs> coronary artery disease <laughs> Uh, it's it has A B C D. You can put up to four different causes, which could be in minutes, hours, months, or years. And typically, I think each institution might have a different type of. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I've I've never done it in the in that way. I I write it the way that mine is freehand paragraph. So yours, uh, you, yeah, you're more writing a summary. Yeah, I'm it's writing not, a summary. You're of not filling out the death certificate that goes to the state. No, no, I no. do. You do. Yeah. So and then what? what you would need a doctor's signature. And then you sign the attestation <clears throat> yourself, or who does? Typically, it's you need the doctor's signature on there. No, no, I know yeah. that, but do you? I'm or, not sure who's. Yeah, I don't, don't even know. I don't even know. I'm not. I'm not 
I don't pay that much attention to the, 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 the cause. Of, the cause care. of death. You basically you fill out a summary stating, let's say for example, it's a code blue. They have they're going to cardiac arrest. Yep. You guys try to revive them, CPR, oxygen, all that stuff, and unfortunately, the person passes away. You basically notate what was what happened, what was done, why they passed. More than that. More than that. Too. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, again. It doesn't I'm have just, to be code. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah. Whatever it is, but as far as you basically give a summary of what steps were taken, all that stuff. But do you at the end state what they died from? Yeah, of course. And you sign it. 100%. And, they, and you send it to the state. Yeah. And typically, would you... I mean, if somebody is has had diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, uh, they've had open heart surgery, and then they end up with COVID virus, and they have to die from cardiac arrest, if you would think, it be COVID? If you think they died from COVID, then you could See, say... See, it's so... It's so but the reporting, guys, the reporting here, again, I'm not, I'm, I don't know who made the website or whatever, but I know that in certain countries, the people that end up dying and are COVID positive are being reported as COVID positive deaths if they look like a viral pneumonia. Yeah, no, the, the, the websites, yeah. as far as all these numbers yeah. and stuff, I, I, and I'm gonna, I say it to you and I'm going to say it again. These websites with all these numbers are all bullshit. No, none of these numbers are, are accurate because... And I think we need, I think there are more numbers, actually. Yeah, as I far think in as that way. I think in terms of some countries are underreporting deaths because they don't have enough testing. So if you can't test someone who died for COVID, then you don't know if you can't report them as COVID positive mm. death. So there's a lot of that going on. Look, look at Africa, look at uh, India. They probably don't, they might not have enough testing. I don't think anybody in India could even get COVID-19, bro. I mean, the, some of the environments that you see people living in, in, in India, bro, it's so bad where it's like, how is a virus like that even going to kill somebody? The, Their immune system might be so strong <laughs> that it'll just destroy the virus right away. Just build the antibodies All right, guys, to them. It's your immune system that could kill you too with this virus. Well, that was, That's what I want to so, like point out. So the theory that the virus doesn't survive in whatever it is. In heat is not, is not true. Per, it's degrees. at 130. It's at 130 yeah. degrees. That's which not true. There was that moron in I, Florida or Nashville where I, he was like, take a there, blow dryer. There is no definitive study that says that this thing cannot be a summer virus. There is no study that says that this cannot continue into summer, yeah. that the heat will kill it. There is no study. So we need more data on that. Yeah. As far as uh, it goes with antibody tests, are we anywhere near that yet? Or? Yeah, I think on the East Coast they're doing uh, tighter studies to check whether you're, you're immune to coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And if you are, they're taking your blood if you're willing to donate and giving it to people on the front lines or people that are in the ICU. But and there's some promising results. How, do, how does that work, though? If, if somebody has had it and they've, they've uh, survived the virus by taking their blood how does that yep. how does that improve your immune so system so what they do is there's a thing called uh, there's a few we use this stuff all the time in medicine there's a thing called IVIG uh, which is a very similar pathway but basically what they do is they'll take your blood they'll filter out the red blood cells mm -hmm. they'll filter out the white blood cells they'll filter out, filter out the platelets all they have is the plasma the mm -hmm. clear, clear like you know when you get cut it turns clear mm -hmm. they take that clear stuff and in that clear stuff you have billions of antibodies amongst those antibodies you have anti-coronavirus COVID-19 antibodies they'll inject that those anti-coronavirus 19 antibodies into a person that's sick and then their their body will start Replicated. to recognize their body will start to recognize coronavirus and then make their own and you'll you'll fight the virus itself oh I see. So, but are you in? You're not. When you said recognize the virus, mm -hmm. you're not injecting the virus. You're, no. you're injecting the, the antibodies, antibodies, and the antibodies recognize the the, uh, the, the virus yeah. in the patient. Exactly. I see. And then, 
And then does the body start replicating the an- antibodies? Your now? body will then start making its own. I don't know. So then you, it, like, it's almost like a, I don't know. So I got my rabies vaccines because I played with a bat. I should, mm-hmm. No one should do that. You played, you played with a I, bat? A long story. I tried to save a bat in front of my house. And then I ended up. You know up, the COVID virus what? came from the bat, right? Did, did, does that happen to be November of last year? <laughs> <laughs> did you start this oh, shit, God, bro? <laughs> Were you in China? <laughs> oh, God. Time to leave. Just kidding. Oh, my God. So I got I the. played with the bat. <laughs> Fuck, I've never I've heard done a lot of, of stupid shit in my life. The way the way the vaccine right. for that works is you get uh, antibodies against mm-hmm. rabies. They yes. inject you with antibodies against rabies just in case you got rabies. So yeah. immediately your body's mounting your body has a fight against fight against the rabies yeah. as opposed to a vaccine which takes like a week for you to develop. So you know. w- so wouldn't that be a smaller solution than I vaccines? Think, I think it, so this is a temporary kind of thing. So if you don't end up having coronavirus and you get that, first off, it's super expensive. Let me just preface it with that. Yeah. A lot of these things cost like at least $10,000 just in the purification process. Mm-hmm. IVIG bottles cost like $10,000 each one. My rabies vaccines cost $14,000. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Thank God for insurance. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was about to say, did the insurance cover Yeah, they did. Jesus Christ. But no, like literally, like these things cost so much because you have to purify it so well mm-hmm. or else you'll get really bad reactions. You can have hella side effects if these things aren't cleaned really, really well. well. It's like PRP, but IVIG is it's, a little it's, more expensive Yeah, now. it's super... You're I think putting, it's beyond PRP. Yeah. You're putting someone's immune response into you. Right. And so, it has to be the same blood type, right? It has to be... Uh, there's a lot of things that have to line up. Oh. The antibodies themselves, thankfully, like if you purified enough, you might be able to like fly without the same blood type, but there's like gets really deep. But these things are super expensive because you have to purify the, the it, hell out of them. Is it as... Pretty much as detailed as an organ donor, where everything has to match, or otherwise your body can reject it. I don't think it, it's. Or? I don't think it's as detailed. Organ donation is uh, a lot more complicated because there's a million other proteins you have uh, to worry about. Yeah, there's so many. Th- yeah. So why is that temporary then? Let's say, if for example, let's say it wasn't expensive. It was only a few hundred bucks, and everybody can get that. Isn't that much safer than a vaccine? So let's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's safer than a vaccine for sure. You can get really weird complications with these things from the antibodies. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh. There's a lot, huge number of complications. Again, you're putting someone else's immune system into yours. Like you're putting their. You their might have like the yours. opposite reaction. To you it, might man. have cell. You might have antibodies in there that are anti you. Mm. You know, so it might cause an immune response against you. An autoimmune disease, basically. Yeah, it might. It might induce that. It might like clump together, cause kidney injury. There's a lot of stuff that can happen. Wow. Ultimately, like these are small risks, of course, yeah. compared to yeah, coronavirus yeah, death. So it's like we're using it, but um, there are risks associated with it. The, a vaccination is just like, hey, body, take a look at this tiny little peek. Take a little sneak peek of this movie called Coronavirus. And make sure you don't want to go to that movie. So your body's like ready. You know, like it, it gets ready because it knows what this thing looks like. That's exactly what like vaccines do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have a lot of stuff going on, man. Let's, yeah, I know. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on. I, mean, I don't know how far up you want to go. My, there's only... Doesn't even go all the way up. Does it? <laughs> shit, I have a lot. Mine does it. Holy shit! So doctor, then- <laughs> are we bu- are we bullying you, doctor? <laughs> guys, please support me here. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Are we bullying? No, you? man. You guys are good. Right. Right. Somebody saying. We're Somebody bullying? said we're bullying. No, you guys should bring it. I can handle this. Tune up if you can't handle the bulliness. Yeah, bullying. Yeah. So I went to med school. I got this. You know what? One of my friends actually pointed out. It was a week or so ago. We were having a discussion. She she shared a uh, what's the BCG vaccine map with yeah, me, definitely. which is a uh, tuberculosis vaccine, right? And a lot of Eastern countries, some even European countries, have had the BCG vaccination from 
back in the 70s and yeah, 80s. I think my dad had it too. Yeah. So, really? and, and when you look at the map, again, I don't know how accurate this is, based on the map that I was looking at a few days ago, the numbers were very low compared to the United States and countries where the BCG vaccine is either not available or is not mandated. Is there, have you we read any studies yeah, on that? Or? That's super early to tell whether anything comes from the BCG vaccine. I caution the use of maps to like come to conclusions because in, mm -hmm. in medicine, there's a thing called confounding variables. Mm -hmm. Confounding variable is something that like, uh, that is actually, um, it's, it's something that influences your outcome that you can't see. So for example, if I put a, uh, there's people that put a map of like 5G internet towers mm -hmm. and they put a map of coronavirus cases and they said that, look, everywhere that there's a 5G internet tower, there's coronavirus cases. And if you actually think about it, that's because places where 5G internet towers are going are populated areas where coronavirus can replicate. You know, like coronavirus likes populated areas. So if you put the two together, the confounding variable isn't the fact that, like, you know, it's not that 5G internet towers are causing these coronavirus symptoms. Yeah. It's that these are all populated areas. The true reason is that. So it's, that's something that, that you, should, you should totally kind of uh, understand. I, I think this 5G... and. Uh, We we found it wasn't us bullying you. It was better. apparently it was one of the comments. Uh, but oh, that's all good. Uh, <laughs> we tend to bully people. Yeah, you're good. we've lost we've lost them that on the way. You but, guys can't bully me. You're good. <laughs> no, we're good. We have a very we have a very tight bond relationship with the doctors. <laughs> yeah. So um, less than six feet. Yeah, <laughs> we shook each other's hands. That's how that's how close. And then are. I watched them. You have to disclose everything. Well, anything else you did before the show? Well, we can't disclose that. But anyway, now, not, not to get into too many conspiracy theories and no, stuff, no, but it. as far as this whole 5G radiation yep. thing and you being, you know, going into the whole aerospace stuff, mm -hmm. is the radiation for this 5G as bad as what they're saying? Or is it something where, because from what I'm understanding is the more and more I read into this whole 5G epidem or epidemic is like, okay, if we don't go into 5G, we're actually going to be behind in technology. I don't. So the, first off to like, I th I'm not a professional in 5G internet towers, but we all know how many governmental steps it takes just to approve something from like passing safety things. If you look at like the amount of barriers there are to getting something out in mass market or uh -huh. like especially with radio waves there's the fcc mm -hmm. there's the fda there's a bunch of things that kind of regulate these things i trust that they would have like not allowed something that would kill you to be like blasting radio waves that's one number two There's is a lot of faith in the government by the i don't have that much faith after the cdc <laughs> to be honest i really don't but well we, to, we should yeah the other thing is about the CDC we later. see coronavirus <laughs> like you if you take the blood of someone who has had coronavirus you put it in an electron microscope you could see the virus So unless 5G is making your body produce viruses, which is fucking impossible, then, you know, this is a null argument. People are trying to find reasons to, like, uh, you know, all these conspiracy theories. It, this is the reason why, like, if, if we don't kind of, like, trust science, we're going to end up backwards in society. So, you if know? You, so then let me ask you this. If you say that uh, five, 5G or anything cannot cause the virus... Why, why is it that we, I mean, studies have shown for tens and tens of years that radiation causes cancer, right? Yeah, that's different. Why? Talk about, cancer is different than coronavirus. No, I understand. Yeah. But you can't produce, uh, so first off, we can't even produce a cell by ourselves. Scientists have tried to produce a single cell. We can't do it. It's mm -hmm. too complicated. Mm -hmm. To think that radio waves could make a virus appear is fucking nuts like it's almost like me saying that like 
me looking across the room and thinking hard enough and transmitting those brain waves could produce a fucking virus like or could produce a carrot or could produce like what the fuck is going on here like if you think of science just think mm-hmm. scientifically we know coronaviruses exist you could see coronavirus under a microscope you know that coronaviruses can spread if you believe anywhere in science and this is like a null argument whether 5g internets cause cancer i have no idea and no i'm talking about, forget about 5g radiation can radiation cause cancer yeah i think of course yeah radiation can, is can, like, can yeah. radiation cause infertility of course yeah 100% so if if radiation but that's well studied that's scientific but but you're saying you can't look in you know in thin air and create a carrot but why is it that radiation can cause so many different illnesses but not a virus it can cause so if you look at what radiation does radiation causes dna uh dimers we know how radiation works mm-hmm. i studied radiation when i was at nasa like two and a half years ago dna dimers as in like alterations to the dna yeah it causes okay. alternations in dna mm-hmm. your body then tries to replicate proteins and it messes up the way that it's replicating proteins or it produces right. too much protein something that like what ends up happening is your body can't regulate the replication of your own cells and that leads to cancer okay so and the reason why infertility happens is because your the radiation ends up frying the DNA in your testicles or in your ovaries in the stem cells that produce uh, you know your eggs or your sperm mm-hmm. so like we know all this stuff to say that uh, you know radiation can produce a virus is off whether radiation can mutate a virus is different could radiation have mutated this thing maybe but there's better answers than that these viruses mutate so uh, just just for full clarity and full like scientific uh, like thought processes here, COVID-19 is an RNA virus. Mm-hmm. RNA is a single strand. Correct. Okay? DNA viruses have two strands. They have a way to check each other. RNA viruses do not. They have a single strand. So anytime there's an error in the replication, because think of this, this thing's making 100,000 copies of itself like every few seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So imagine you making getting a copying machine and making a hundred thousand copies yes some of the copies are gonna be fucked up of course yeah if those fucked up copies replicate you have a new strain if you take that one copy that's fucked up and, and you put you it back in a copy yeah, you're gonna make a, copies of yeah, that one exactly and it's gonna get screwed up over there that's probably how this thing is mutating mm. yeah it's not i mean good you could say yeah. radiation radiation cause any uh, uh dna or rna mutation you can make mutations with radiation that's how people die from radiation sickness when you get radiation sickness the reason why you die is because you just mutated your DNA across your body. The higher the dose you have, the bigger the mutation rate. And the things that are most sensitive here are your like immune cells and all these other things. Your hair falls out because it grows rapidly because now the cells are mutated. They don't grow normally. You know, like there's a lot of things that happen here with radiation. So is it true that, that every individual pretty much has almost every disease in their system, whether it be cancer, MS, you name it? Yeah. It's whether or not those cells are activated throughout the years for it to become the disease that it is. Is, that, is there any truth to that? So um, I think this touches kind of on inflammation and auto, autoimmune things. Disease-wise, it's difficult. It's, it's going to be difficult to explain like all of these things. Yeah. But your body has like a few... There's a lot of ways to get diseases. There's infectious, where you get infected by something like coronavirus or like a bacterial infection. There is um, uh, cancer, which is your body not... Uh, your body's immune system doesn't recognize that your cells are replicating at at a much higher rate than they should, so Mm -hmm. it can't kill them. Mm -hmm. And then there's autoimmune disorders where your body ends up 
uh, misidentifying your own tissue and starts fighting you. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the classifications. But um, yeah, that's where I'll that's where I'll leave that. Yeah. Let's see. There's a lot of uh, debates and arguments going on between <laughs> our viewers. I love it. <laughs> so I'm trying to modern medicine people. I'm trying to pick out the questions <laughs> instead. Of, <laughs> You're going um, at it, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. But yeah, I mean, with the whole five G thing, bro. I think it's all conspiracy theory as far as oh, it's uh, causing viruses. It's causing this. That's where it's coming these, from. It's like what the f- these same conspiracy theorists are the people that are not going <clears> to <throat> vaccinate against coronavirus. Yeah, and that's okay. look. I'm not. I'm not here to f- to force a a vaccination agenda, but I'm a scientist and a doctor, and we know that we've eradicated a lot of diseases with vaccination. Yeah, but again, you know, we we have a ton of people watching. Again, we are headed in a positive direction right now, right? I think so. Um, if we no- stay at home, yeah. we stay at home. Yeah. Numbers are numbers are going down. Um, as far as PPEs, uh, you know, we have. Plenty of them in California and Los Angeles. We're not running out. Um, guys, stop Stop reading fake news as a doctor. <laughs> look, stay at home. It's not just... Stay at home. It's not just, That's all, look, yeah. they don't even read the damn thing. They just share the, to- the uh, headline. But it's these YouTube videos. Well, not only the YouTube videos, it's the, it's the media as well, man. Well, the media is bullshit to begin with. I can't, I mean, I can't the watch media. the news anymore, man. I th- yeah, the people you should trust are, I think, the people on the front lines that see this thing. Yeah. That's what I would say. If you have a friend who's a doctor or a nurse, talk to them. Yeah. Because like, we, we're, I'm, I have no agenda here but to treat this thing. See, I'm people- not getting paid more. Just you know, like if I see more coronavirus cases, my income doesn't go up. I'm a fucking resident. You know, yeah, like, well, yeah. Yours does not. See, but as far as if, if when it comes to the state itself, I I think there has to be some type of uh, uh, you know subsidy or a grant or something where if you have X amount of uh, number of cases, California is going to get for for example ten billion dollars of that's, funding versus uh, Idaho who has that's like disaster cases. money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like that's not like you know that's not going into the doctor's pocket. No, 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 it's, no going, yeah. it's going towards no, the hospital. Look, yeah. physicians get, are. Yeah. You guys are trained. You take. You've taken an oath to protect and serve. Totally. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. So you're that. That's that's beyond what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm referring you. to uh, the bureaucracy with politicians and all that. There's think, a lot of bullshit yeah. going on. There I think that, hospital administrators are are not the best people. I totally agree with you there for a million reasons. But um, yeah. So Ramon has a question about. Uh, he's been hearing a hype about the two strands, which strands, which is L strand yeah. and the S strand for the COVID nineteen. Nice, nice. So, um, so we already know that this thing's mutated a few times. Um, already, yeah, probably like sixty times. Already, well. yeah. So <laughs> the L. Well, I'll yeah. see you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> the L strand and the S strand are the two main subgroups of coronavirus uh, of of COVID nineteen, um, and we're seeing amongst the L strand and the S strand a ton of other mutations that are popped up. Um, whether this is important, no one knows because we haven't done enough studies to see whether one strand is stronger than the other. We haven't. We don't know if Italy's strand is different than the U.S. strand, because like in the U.S., we're seeing a lot more young people die than in Italy. A lot less young people are dying in Italy, so it's like unclear what the strands have to do with anything. But we need we need to study this more. See, like as far as like the death tolls that you're seeing in Italy and in China, when you look at the population, the population in China and Italy, those were two of the oldest populations as far as age-wise. And then air quality, both of them, terrible. Smokers, China and Italy. Yeah, a lot of them smoke a lot. And the worst part of Italy was this, man. And this sucks so bad. So 
Italy got the virus during a Chinese cruise that went there during Chinese New Year. Oh, for real? For this is like Damn. legit. Like Damn. it's for a the legit. Lunar? That's unfortunate. Is that what it was? The for the Chinese New Year, there was a cruise ship that basically docked in Italy, and they went and celebrated Chinese New Year there. And did New York end up celebrating Chinese New Year? Or I no? don't know about New York. I don't know about New York. But the Chi- but the Italy one yeah. that's the that's legit the story that's when the actual whole pandemic and the crazy spread happened in Italy. But now in Italy you have dolphins and fish and things coming back in Florence and in Venice. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. It's it, it's beautiful. look at L.A. Like you drive down L.A. Like you could see so far now. Like Dude, the smog the is clear. The yeah. smog is basically it's kind nuts. of it's gone clearing up. Yeah, which I mean it it goes back to the fact that you know kind of stay home. Yeah, be safe. But at the same time, um, guys, as far as the whole shopping and stuff, you, you, we need to stop hoarding everything. <laughs> I still don't understand why. There's still no toilet the, paper at Costco. Yeah, yeah. There no, isn't. Not. And I was trying to... You guys should get a bidet. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I sh- when I went to Japan last year, like it's everywhere. Like the, the toilets that like automatically clean everything. I recommend that to everybody. Oh, hell yeah. I'm year. remodeling my house right now. I'm for sure yeah, putting one of those bidets. Day. 100%. <laughs> it, it's, I, I still don't understand that psychology behind it. And I don't, I don't know if we ever will. There's going to be a beautiful renaissance after this, this uh, um, coronavirus thing settles down. I think once everything's done, people are going to appreciate going out. And you know, like just going to a paper. bar. Yeah. yeah, using toilet paper. Well, there was a couple of questions here from multiple people. They yep. were asking as far as when do you think this will actually kind of... It's That's going to be so interesting to tell. Like, I, I'm honestly kind of, like, confused about this because, like, for example, let's say uh, April ends uh-huh. and, you know, like, the peak is done. You can't just open the doors and let everyone out again because there's still going to be people with coronavirus. Right. So it's going it, to... We have to take, like, a very slow outward, like, slow kind of taper... To kind of control this, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be done, and I'm. I, it's the epidemiologists, the people that study the spread of, you know, like these diseases. They're going to have to be in charge of this. But I don't. It's not going to be a once and done, like everyone get outside kind of thing. I think they're going to have to taper this, like allow maybe some non-essential workers to go to work, and then maybe. More I think than the actually, antibody test is going to probably be one of the. Um, yeah, that one hundred percent. I think the people that are exposed and have uh, like an immune response, they should be okay to go. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that too. Do you think we'll ever have normalcy though, as far as I th- pre? I believe pre-pandemic, that, or it's always, I think so. Yeah. I th- I think that we're as long as this thing doesn't become seasonal, or as long as you know, if we find out that hey, like hydroxychloroquine does work a hundred percent, and it's like you know we produce enough for people, and maybe like every low, season, low dosage it comes, of yeah, it, maybe even that might be a weird way to do medicine because usually it's like you know you you come up with a, a vaccine that that helps it, but if we can't vaccinate against this, and you you, you use hydroxychloroquine or something? I mean, I don't know. at the end of the day, guys, we are literally part of history right now. 100%. This is history in the making, and it's being written in the history books. You never know. Maybe five years, two years, three years, ten years, twenty years from now, you'll be going down your, you know, your local CVS or your Ralphs, and you'll be in the, you know, grabbing some Tylenol, and you'll see, oh, look, there's a, there's a COVID nineteen over uh, the counter, over the counter oh, as yeah. well. You never know. I mean, again, it, it, this is all part of history and the, yeah. the most important thing right now is kind of just stay home the vi- like i said the virus is legit it's out there but in order for us to kind of and if the wise not <clears throat> say it's legit then it's legit yeah but people are more worried about this thing going and going past the year basically 2020 being the year of covid19 
It almost has already, you know? Like, I don't even know how... Well, first quarter's done. Yeah. We're, it's, this is March already. felt like a whole year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, look at our memes, bro. It was like... <laughs> it was like... Uh, it's, what was it? It was... It's 10 a.m. and I'm having my ninth breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for him. He's not been working, not for you. I've been yeah. working every day, man. He's been doing 28 days in a row. Yeah, right? it's like yeah. nuts, man. It's a nuts. Yeah. But uh, there's another question here, and I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, somebody's asking, basically, uh, is it true that... Doctors aren't doing CPR and resuscitating and bringing back people who in, have code blue or on yeah, code. that's that's becoming a reality in a lot of cities. Uh, in New York, uh, there's like a do not resuscitate thing where um, if you're found down, you don't have a pulse, uh, uh, people will not uh, resuscitate you. Why is that? Though? I mean, is because that because of the risk of spread of coronavirus? So, to, but is that something that's ethical? Is that the something that's other thing too? Is that your risk, your ability to bring these people back is so small. People that lead to pulselessness with coronavirus, it's almost but impossible how do you know to bring them back. Positive with coronavirus. Well, that's what they're intubated. Oh, if you assume, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, you're, you're talking you, about out of hospital. Out of hospital. Yeah, yeah. If you see out of somebody on the street, how do you know if, if they're the, positive? One of the main reasons. Oh, that way. No, no, yeah. no. I, I'm talking about actually. They're, in they're, the hospital. They're saying in hospital uh, during. Yeah, that's happening too in the hospital too because you aren't able to bring these people back. And CPR already is like a hugely traumatic thing. I think people, from what I remember last, it was like 13% of people that we do CPR on that don't have coronavirus survive. Only 13%. Well, it's not like the movies where, you know, you'd like yeah. do yeah. like five compressions and like up and talking. That's considering, and that's considering they're young and healthy and you haven't broken 2,000 ribs. And Dude, yeah, I know. Like, see, the first time, the first time I ever saw CPR, like in real life, like when you see CPR in movies, you're like, one, two, three, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like you break like, ribs. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about Dude, Baywatch. Yeah, like that, that's <laughs> in movies. That's like when a you see food. Guys, when you see CPR in real life, that's and dude, I've witnessed, I've, I've seen it passing through, you know, through a, through a bed at a hospital. Dude, they, he's going shoulders, arms, You body. get tired. One yeah, hand of CPR knocks you out. Like, yeah, and yeah. they're going, they're really going to die. Like you're breaking ribs in order to make sure that the heart is being compressed. Like yeah. you have to press down enough to yeah. make sure the heart squeezes because you're basically artificially pumping yeah. the heart. So now imagine, imagine like you don't have a mask on if, if you don't have any, anything on and you're doing CPR and this guy is basically just And the other thing too, like these people, the heart's not the main problem typically. Coronavirus can infect the heart. It can cause myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart and really? leads to yeah, cardiac arrest from there. But the reason why these people are dying is usually hypoxemia, which is low blood oxygen levels. That will turn off the heart. Would ozone therapy be effective at all? Not to, yeah, not, not, not typically, yeah. Not the, typically. The, the reason why the hypoxemia is occurring is because the lungs aren't working. You need O2, not O3, which is what ozone is. Mm. Or O, yeah. My, I mean, the one thing I'm curious about is, for example, okay, let's say, you know, somebody is going through cardiac arrest, but, yeah. um, and they, they are COVID positive, and the family says they want them resuscitated. I mean, isn't that the family's it's choice? An, so it's an ethical thing here. So there's the um, there's the ethical principle of uh, futility. So futility is that if we do something, if physicians do something, that does not lead to a positive outcome. So for example, if you're 100 years old and your body's cut in half and you're bleeding to death and you're not going to make it and everyone in the room <laughs> knows you're not going to make it and the family's like, do compressions, the doctor can say, no, this is futile care. There's I no see. outcome here. With coronavirus, there's a lot of studies going, out about, going on about this. Not only is there a risk to to uh, to healthcare staff because every compression you do, you're risking you know 
airborne vapors, of you're course. risking all this other stuff. Droplets. Yeah. If they're not, if the studies show that they're not going to survive because their lungs are done, doing compressions isn't going to do anything to bring them back. So have, have, have the hospital systems revised their disclosure forms or the post form? In, or what's... In, the, in the U.S., it's still an ongoing discussion. Because in the U.S., like, this is a very difficult... It's a huge topic across the world. Like, Italian physicians were super... Uh, there were so... So many of them were in this ethical dilemma because they want to save everyone. You know, you go to med school, you learn how to save people. You don't go and, like, learn how to watch them die. You learn how to save people. It's like, oh shit! Look yeah. at that. He's he's, he's coding all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't you fucking you don't do that. So in uh, in Italy, like they were saying, like people above sixty five don't get a ventilator. Yeah. Imagine how many people you know above sixty five. Imagine like a doctor being like, we don't have enough ventilators. We can't give you one. We're gonna save it for people under sixty five. Yeah. Imagine what you take home with you at the end of the day, seeing all, like you know like four people died because I couldn't give them a ventilator. You t- doctors are very good at taking guilt on themselves, even though it's not their fault. It's a thing called moral injury. Yeah. So yeah. The, a, lo- a lot of these ethical discussions, thankfully, like the U.S. now is ramping up ventilator production where we have a Lucas device. Lucas is an automatic CPR machine. It's like a robot that does CPR on you. So a lot of those things are in the, are in the works. In the works. Like, wow. Can we put a Lucas device on this guy and do a... a, a so it's basically kind of like strapped to them. Yeah. You strap, it's like a jaw that attaches to them like on their chest and it just compresses and you don't need someone Jeez. to do the compressions. Talk about artificial intelligence, That's man. crazy, man. It's cool stuff. Lucas is a cool device. Right. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. The and then time. if you think they're going to code, because you could tell when someone's on their, on their decline, you, you can put them on ECMO before shit goes bad. ECMO, is a, it's basically you're, you're taking their heart and their lungs out of the system. They're in their body, but you're, you're basically putting these huge um, like, uh, like vessels in their, in their groin, mm-hmm. in, their, in their arteries, in their veins, to pump for them and to oxygenate for them. So it takes your blood and it runs it through a machine, gives it oxygen, and then pumps it back like at your Like a dialysis body. machine, basically. Oh, exactly. It's yeah. like a dialysis, except this dialysis machine fucking gets rid of your heart and lungs. Like you don't need heart, a heart and lungs function. Can they ever come off of the ECMO machine? Or? Yeah. At, risk of death is pretty high, but a lot of people do come off of it too. Oh, I think the, the risk of death in, in uh, uh, normal ECMO is like 40% of people don't make it. Now, as far as a lot of... Again, everything comes... <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, um, preventive remedies being passed around as far as mm-hmm. uh, lemon, ginger, baking soda, whatnot. Is there any truth to any of this? As, aside from the fact that obviously lemon is yeah. high in alkaline, ginger is great for immune system and everything else in between, but specifically for this virus, is it effective I think the all? main things that we're seeing, and again, there's, we don't have huge amounts of data on this, but we're seeing that vitamin C and zinc does work in what some about, regards. What about vitamin A? Uh, vitamin A, I'd be very cautious of taking because you can. You, that's one of the vitamins you can overdose on. Well, no, yeah. I'm not talking about actually yeah. ODing on yeah, it. Yeah, but no, you no, know, but like even even if you take one a day or something, you should overdose on it. My understanding is vitamin A is what basically creates that cell wall and is what kind of protects that cell, isn't it? That wouldn't change the way viruses enter. Interesting. At all, yeah. What you want is for your body to find a way to recognize this virus more quickly. Or to prevent the replication. See, this is this is why when you when I re- read up on a lot of things, a lot of doctors talk about. Um, it's it says you know build your immune system, eat healthy foods, mm-hmm. diet, mm-hmm. make sure your your body is prepared for yeah. any sort of virus. You not should, not only oh, COVID, yeah, totally. it should be for the flu. It should be because that's what it is. I remember when I was on, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was on keto and I was exercising. Yeah, dude. 
I, I remember for two years, I didn't even get a cold. Yeah, I've been on keto for two years too. Have you been on yeah. keto? How, yeah, do you, how are you keto. feeling? I love it. It's you see, favorite. I mean, it's it's insane, bro. Yeah. And then when I got off of it, I started eating crap again. Yeah. Well, actually, I got to go back to it again, dude. It's like it's yeah. that one week. I swear to God, it's that one week. <laughs> I know you have like yeah. a chocolate. Cake. Yeah, that's yeah, it, it's, a, it's, it's downhill. It. It's like it's, everything that you input into your body, that's what it is. You got to make sure yeah. you're healthy. You gotta yeah, make sure. I, you should. Everyone should always be healthy. Um, and I, I think not that just during the coronavirus. <laughs> not just during the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Unfortunately, the gyms are closed. So. Well, Mike, uh, Mike asked this three times, so let's get yeah, to it. He's saying, uh, is, it, "Is it okay to take Moltrin?" Okay, so there's a lot of okay. So, so far, I would say, uh, and this is something based on a few studies that have come out. I would say that uh, I would avoid uh, any NSAID right now, like ibuprofen or Motrin. Uh, Tylenol is the the thing that we're advising people to take for the most part, like physicians in general, just because. There have been some studies that show that ibuprofen might help the virus damage your lungs a little the bit. The Advils, the Aleves yeah, and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, is it because, is it the acetaminophen in it or what's... No, acetaminophen's Tylenol. You Tylenol, can't, yeah, right. You can't is take that, Tylenol. Is that why that's more effective than... Or Tylenol... Not as harming, yeah, Tylenol doesn't affect your inflammatory response nearly as, as significantly as NSAIDs do, like ibuprofen. Tylenol mm-hmm. typically like goes to your brain, causes a decreased pain response, um, and also decreases your temperature. Um, but... Uh, ibuprofen and some of these other uh, medications can lead to actual changes in the way your inflammatory system works. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, makes sense. Um, and I, I, w- I was speaking to one of my friends who's a NMD, uh, naturopathic medical oh, doctor, gotcha. and he was talking about uh, high dosages of vitamin C. Like I'm talking about 15, 20 grams of IV injections. That's that sounds nuts to me. Yeah, that, I, I, was, I, I heard actually vitamin D. Yeah, guys, a lot of these things, everyone's going to come up with a recommendation. If you don't have science to back it, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing it. Like the things that, that I'm talking on are like well studied or they're, you know, they're, there's evidence coming for it. To do 50, like we took a vitamin, like if you drink a vitamin C packet, it's like one gram of vitamin C. Right. If you drink, you know, 15 or 20, like I don't even know what that would lead to. <laughs> you do clear it. You do pee out vitamin C. It's not one of the ones you maintain yeah, yeah. in your fat, like vitamin A you maintain in your fat. Uh, vitamin C you pee out, but like these things could cause kidney stones and all these other things. So it's like you, you choose your battles. Well, I, I've seen them. Uh, I don't want to use the word treat, but in a if, way treat uh, uh, stage three cancer patients with high doses of vitamin a C. Lo- a lot of these things, because if they're not working in a hospital treating yeah. these patients, then I don't know where this. So when you say, is. I mean, yeah. I look, I understand your, yeah. your education, your expertise is different, but, yeah. uh, um, we for for us to just rely on let's say for example even the vaccine the vaccine best case scenario is going to be available 12 to 18 months mm-hmm. from now right mm-hmm. so, so what are we doing for the next year year and a half we that's just, the thing like i think i think we need to look at the medicines like i think i think if we find out that hey like and again i'm not saying this is a recommendation i don't think people should mm-hmm. take hydroxychloroquine right now but i think if we find out that hey like hydroxychloroquine is a great medicine to prevent you from going to the icu when you have coronavirus let's give it to people that are sick then great. Yeah, it's not something to for the public, right? It's for yeah. people who are sick. Until I think what's going to end up happening, again, this is just off of my kind of anecdotal knowledge. I've studied viruses for four years in med school. Like I did my, I did a whole paper on, like I, my dissertation basically on, mm-hmm. on viral pathways. If you, if you don't have a vaccine for a year, you got to think about within that year, how many people are going to get infected and how are you going to control that situation so that people don't end up in the hospital. And I think if we don't end up having a vaccine until a year, we're going to have to find out a way to make a treatment for it for those that end up sick enough. For the vast majority, they're going to get coronavirus. They're going to heal and they're going to be okay. And they're going to be immune to it this season, most likely. 
And we know, I mean, we all know, I, probably, I know two dozen people who between November and February were they're I mean, terrible. sick like dogs. Yeah, yeah they terrible. were And they had all sick. the symptoms. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, they're all around. They None of them went to the ER okay. or a couple of them went to urgent care. I don't know what, what they got. Go maybe. home. Yeah. Get rest. They, they went home. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So... <laughs> And and I think it would be important also to understand whether that was actually the COVID nineteen that yeah, we had, who knows? or we didn't have any tests, dude. Who knows? I know. Nope. I, nobody could, knows. Because that yeah. would put a lot of people at ease. Of course, knowing that, would, knowing that shit, I survived shit, it. I had it. Yeah. Showed it the fifteen other people. Let that me I go know. back to work. Yeah. yeah. I I honestly think it was man. Because like like I said, I know people in my circle where, dude, they they like we hung out. I saw them. And there was days where they're like, dude, I'm just too sick to get out. I'm going to stay yeah. home. Fever, cough, dry cough. Not even a cough. Yeah. Fever, dry cough, chills, um, yeah, everything, all that. And it was like, dude, you had it. Like you <laughs> even, had it. Even I wouldn't go that far to like be so bold to say they had it. But well, I'm not a, a doctor. Huge, <laughs> Look, a I, I know. Huge amount of, and this is not a clinical diagnosis too. That's the difference. Like, as a doctor, I could look at you, and I, I can't be like, you have coronavirus. Right. I could be like, you may have coronavirus. We need to test you. There's a difference between a clinical diagnosis and a diagnostic. No, 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 of course. Yeah. Again, like yeah, I said, yeah, I'm yeah, not totally. a doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, no, I look at it. It's, 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 bro, it's, it's, I get you. I get you. I get you. I get, you, I get where you're coming yeah. from. <laughs> even, yeah. though, even in January, uh, end of January, beginning of February, I know about four or five infants yeah. who were diagnosed with RSV. So I'm, I'm yeah, wondering. That's a very typical virus for kids. But uh, what's I'm the RSV? It's respiratory syncytial virus. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm wondering, could that have been the coronavirus, and they were just diagnosed as RV, RSV? No, because no, no. We the don't test, know any better. The test for you test people for RSV, just like you test them for. There were no tests virus. done. It was just a matter of okay, these are the symptoms of RSV. That's what it is. If there were no tests done, you can't definitely say anything. Mm. You can't say anything. Even one of them, actually, you know, I should ask him because they ended up at the children's hospital for two nights. Then they probably got tested. They, they uh, got tested for RSV most likely. Because you keep people with RSV because it, you keep babies with RSV in the hospital because they could develop apnea. They stop breathing. So you keep them in an OBS unit. You check out to make sure they're breathing. RSV, we have a great test for. It comes back in like an hour. We have like great it's tests. Blood or yeah, it's blood it? It's a nasal swab. Nasal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, My, this baby had the O2 stats were at like 85, I think, 87. Yeah. So they had to uh, admit yeah. her. Again, kids are not showing as, as bad symptoms as uh, for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. RSV is a bad virus for kids. But, you know, we have like little treatments for that. We can get people, like, you know, we can fix people with that. Again, is it true that as far as like kids, teenagers, and, you know, obviously younger people, it's because their lungs haven't been... I don't want to say as damaged, but their lungs haven't seen or experienced the oxygen, the water. I think it's more than that. I think people are finding that they don't have the ACE2 receptor as much as adults do. I see. That doorknob is not as well expressed. We need more studies again. But that's what some of the things are showing. That Some of the studies are showing that um, uh, teenagers and kids don't express ACE2 as well as adults do. Because remember, this, this protein is also associated with hypertension. It's also associated with, with like obesity and all these other things. So mm-hmm. that's why possibly, again, it's not fact, but it's something that's being studied. Yeah. yeah. Amy's asking why everybody with flu-like symptoms is being diagnosed with COVID-19 over the phone. Uh, I, I have no idea where that that's actually, the, yeah. yeah. That you could be presumed. So the way that, that people are doing this is you're, they're saying you're presumed COVID-19. Basically, we don't know, but stay home is basically like the... You could have COVID-19 is what people are saying. Yeah. If they're Again, definitively diagnosing you, then it's wrong. Yeah. Again, guys, understand this. The fact that they're saying, oh, there's there's not enough supplies. Hospitals are basically beyond overwhelmed. We're understaffed, blah, blah, blah. 
guys, if you go to the ER and you have symptoms, what they're going to do is they're going to send you home. They're going to say the only way they're basically going to take you in is if literally you cannot breathe. If you're sick enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of criteria as to why we would admit you. But for the vast general population that just have flu-like symptoms, you should not be going to yeah. the ER. You're, they're going to send you home They're gonna because you're more likely to actually get the coronavirus if you don't have it. Yeah. If you're at the hospital. It's a risk. Yeah. If you come to yeah. the yeah. So it's like, guys, if, if you're getting to the point where you can't breathe, you have a very, very bad cough, you have a fever that's just not going down. That's when you okay, you say, all right, you know what? If you think you need the ER, then come to the yeah. ER. But if you yeah. if you stub your toe, don't go to the ER. <laughs> Put some issue on it and yeah, and some and turmeric. We are and- we are blessed, you know. Like honestly, props to everyone listening because what we're doing is working. Like this is the best so far. The good the good scenario is working out. This isn't 100%. the worst case scenario. Yeah. Things are working out for the better. We're not being like overwhelmed like New York is. If you yeah. look at New York, it's like fuck. You know, this is so bad. Yeah, I think guys, that- California is on a decline. Yeah. We we are we are it, it our, is our peak is coming, but the peak has lowered. There you go. Yeah, the peak is coming. We're not at the peak yet. The peak's coming, is coming? this week or next. Well, week. I've been hearing that for the last few weeks. April eleventh. It's, it's on the WashU. If you guys are interested, winter is coming. <laughs> University <laughs> of Property Washington. taxes. April tenth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the economy is going to be. How did how, how how did you guys come up with this peak date? What is it based on? Is the it... peak date is based on other other viruses uh, that people have seen. And then if you look at, there's a thing called the R naught value. Mm-hmm. It's like R with a little zero under it. It tells you how well this thing infects people. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you think of measles, measles is like one of the best viruses to infect people. You cough in a room, and there's like ten people in the room. Like nine out of ten will get measles. Mm-hmm. It's really good at, at opening up your doorknob and just going right in. Mm-hmm. If you look at this virus, it's nowhere near as good as measles, but it's better than the flu. Guys, by good, we mean bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah people yeah, are... Yeah, yeah. Hey, what do you mean? It's, like, oh, yeah, I, it's I better than bad way. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Should you I have measles, cough in my face. <laughs> <laughs> cough in my face. Don't get the measles. <laughs> I, I see some conversation going back and forth yeah, about uh, confounding variables. Can you touch on that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. so confounding variables, if you're trying to study, uh, like, uh, um, for example, if you're trying to study... Um, alcoholism. So if you're trying to say that uh, alcoholics tend to get more lung cancer, you might be wrong because the confounding variable is that alcoholics tend to also smoke more. So the, the confounding variable here is actually alcoholism because like the, the, w- the confounder is that you know, these, al- these smokers actually drink a lot. Mm-hmm. So you, people will say like alcoholics get more lung cancer. And there is some link to alcohol causing lung cancer. But the bigger link is that these people also smoke more. So there's another variable that you're not actually seeing because you're not you can't test you're not testing for that very well. Yeah. Again, two of the biggest deaths death tolls were Italy and China, smokers, smokers. No, don't smokers. talk yes. about China. China, I can't believe. Yeah, they're lying. Seven billion people yeah. there and only forty five people died. I agree. Again, I mean, it's, <laughs> who knows? I'm, I'm going based off of the bullshit numbers that are out there. They, like one of our guys was. Oh, I was so annoyed today, bro. He was telling us, "Oh, look at look at the." He sends me the link for that world uh, thing, whatever yeah. it is. I says, look at how many people have died. And then there's like this live feed for how many people have died and how many people are born. So, so I, I literally take a screenshot of that. And I take a video screenshot. I send it to him. I said, oh my God, look at how many people are dying every second. The world's coming to an end. I'm like, bro, people, people are, you know, they die and they're born every day. Yeah. It's like, well, in, there's a great Armenian saying, Rasman, uh, as in like birth and death are yeah, brother yeah. and sister. I like that. So people are dying every day. Now, how many people are dying of COVID-19? Again, you guys, these numbers 
nobody knows. Literally, if anybody if anybody says, yeah, I know the exact numbers for it, bullshit. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's, bullshit. But look, but at the end of the day, I don't think people are as concerned about the COVID-19 as they are of what's happening with the shutdown. Because do you know anybody, whether they're 90 years old or 50 years anybody that's ever been quarantined ever in their life? Right, yeah. I, 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 don't. I don't. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've... And I've had patients, you know, 105, 100 and what I've never heard of the term quarantine. Yeah, this is like as big as World War Two in terms of like. So that's what's freaking people out. Fuck the media. Forget about all this bullshit. You know, they're going to try to scare you because that's what. They have nothing else to do. Well, that's ratings for you. But as far as why the people are panicking, I mean, look, some of us may have the luxury of still being able to pay our mortgage and our car payments and put food on the on our family's table Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't because they literally most people in america live paycheck to paycheck and globally too but especially america so these people have a reason to panic it's because they don't know how they're and and you know these deferment programs and you don't pay rent don't pay this don't pay that all of that is going to catch up to them they still have to be able to bounce back from this yeah. assuming they ever do the economic side of things is yeah it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to the economy that's going to ruin more people the world and kill more people calls every single day if not twice yeah. a day from different people asking me where's the housing market going and i tell everybody the same thing and i say listen guys there is no housing market. No, right no, now. no. Listen, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I tell them. If you need to sell, you will sell. If you need to buy, you will buy. It's a day-to-day, week-to-week, even hour-by-hour process right now. That's what it is. There is no crash. Everybody's like, when is it crashing? I heard it's crash. Who the hell did you hear it's crashing? Yeah. Who told you? People are sensationalists. You know, like the yeah. drama, the drama gets to all of us. We yeah. all like to, you know. It's, as, it's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, the activity as far as that spring market or that summer market that's coming, it might not be the same. But as yeah. far as a crash, no. There's, well, doctors are working. No, no, it's not. Yeah, a, it's, yeah. We have to. The financial yeah. impact, we have not seen the effect yet. We yeah, haven't, haven't seen it either. yet. Yeah. Not it's going to take at least going to be interesting. A, end of summer probably for us to see it. 2020 will be, will be that plateau that we needed. And it's, it's, uh, it's not an artificial plateau. It's yeah, an actual it's plateau, plateau that we needed in the, in the housing market. But and then God, will, from there. Yeah, God willing, yes, I, it has to. How can, a, how can okay if a virus goes away and everybody goes back to work and everything kind of everybody and doesn't go back to work. I'm, I'm not saying like overnight. This is going to be a process. This is going to be at least a six, seven, eight, maybe even a year process. This is what I'm thinking, and I don't know. Again, this is for informational. This is not legal advice or right. anything. But what I'm thinking is 2021 will have another skyrocket up. Hopefully, let me give you an example. Do you know how many millions of people are employed by restaurants in the food industry? A lot. 11 plus million. Okay. I would say probably even more than yeah, that. So more too, yeah. th- those, those people are not working right now. You, like Think about what even think the car industry. Like Who's going to buy a car in the next few months I when they don't have I paychecks? Need, for I, need, <laughs> I need to You might get one. <laughs> but it's like, that's the other thing, too. It's a great it's like time. So leases are great now. Yeah, yeah. The interest rates are good. 
But yeah, it's going to be like so interesting to see like who's going to go out and buy stuff when people like we're blessed because you know we're not we're not struggling you know like but and we're the, essential technically too yeah no no we are the real I estate's mean. essential here right yeah it is we are essential we are <laughs> he's, essential he's i mean I, got, I gotta wear a freaking gloves and mask and oh a bodysuit yeah. i look i basically look like <laughs> body my, suit. yeah <laughs> what my wife wears to work i wear to work but she's helping patients i'm actually going look, and showing a house <laughs> i i work i work with some of the largest managed care groups in the community and these guys manage as many as half a million to a million lives in the community mm-hmm. And some of these hospitalists literally have a handful of patients that they're uh, attending to because nobody's going to the hospitals. So, and these physicians are still being paid. The the non-essential stuff, so like in uh, from the medical aspect, a lot of hospitals have put off a lot of procedures that were elective, yeah. have canceled a lot of outpatient appointments mm. because of the uh, concern regarding the influx of patients that were going to come in. Yeah. And also to be on the front lines too, just in case... Like the ER doctors can handle it, the ER nurses can handle it. That was like, you know, a lot of people were like back. You don't want to be short on staff. Yeah, exactly. Um, until you reach a peak, you can't really tell how bad things were going to be. So, like in New York right now, they're not even at the peak, and the hospitals are overrun. We're blessed in LA because the corn because we're a commuter, we're a commuter car culture. Mm-hmm. You don't go when you're like leaving your house or your apartment. You're not walking amongst 50 people to get to the grocery store. Yeah. You get in your car, you drive, you go to the grocery store, you stay Less six feet away. You're fine. Yeah. Go, to, go to Manhattan and it's like you can't even, you, you need to take the metro. You yeah. need to do these things. So, and everybody's in, everybody's in everybody's face. Yeah. So LA, I don't think is going to be anywhere near as bad as New York is. We haven't reached our peak. We're, we're not going to get nearly as bad as New York is. But if you look at some of these more tightly packed, you know, like living places, Italy's like that too. Italy, they're, they're on top everybody's of each other. Everybody's on top of each other. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You look at Milan, you look at Florence, and they're Again, all on top China, of each other. everybody's on top China, of each yeah. other. India, the, India <laughs> yeah. too. Who knows? You what's see those videos of the Chinese metros, bro. It's like, okay, it's time to go to work. Yeah. They're just like stuffing Squeezing everybody in like the, a freaking hot yeah. pocket. The patient caseload will not be as bad. But if the cases are the same, yeah. that's the horror for us on the on the front lines I, you see some horrific things because you can't do as much as you could for other patients I just think this thing is even if the virus completely disappeared tomorrow mm-hmm. it's going to take couple two, months two, no I think it's going to take two three years I for think so people too. To, fa- to financially recover from this to even be well, able to uh, in a sense, indemnify themselves and get back to... I'm not even yeah. saying just get ahead. At, just get back to where they were. I think it'll be more of like um, people will actually take a couple steps steps back and be like, all right, I need to actually put some money aside because God forbid if I something like so. this happens again, yeah, yeah, exactly. I need to have some... Because money. everything is being run on credit cards right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that concerns me is, okay, when the time comes when all this kind of settles down and dust settles, okay, now you have credit card debt. I think I think if the banks survive, then the economic toll won't be as bad. But if you know mortgages start being affected in in ways, and if if we start, you know, having people um, default, then it's going to lead to yeah. a huge issue. I mean, so far, I mean, the banks are working with people. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Kind of helping them out with the whole uh, mortgage mortgages and basically letting them know that okay, for the next ninety days, no penalties, uh, no late payment uh, fines. It won't affect your credit. We're not going to foreclose on you, but I mean, uh, it all depends on how long this will this will last for. Yeah. Ninety days from now, we'll be in June, so I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's <clears> gonna, July. and hopefully, you know, the thing too is if summer becomes our saving grace, which it's mm-hmm. nothing's proven that this virus can't survive the summer. <laughs> yeah, but if like the flu, the season passes with the summer, mm-hmm. then things would be beautiful. 
Because if the virus can't replicate as well in heat, which again, no study has proven that, but if that's true, then it would be a glorious like kind of way for us to end this season and get ready for the next season if we can't vaccinate or come up with treatment. Again, not to get political or anything, but I honestly don't think Trump's going to go down like this, man. Being an election year as well. Yeah, I don't think so, yeah. He's not going to go. He's going to he's there's no way he's going to go down like this as far as like being his all, ratings is be- better than ever. He's helping everybody. Yeah, he's he's doing whatever he can, however he can. His whole uh, you know, the entire entire uh, staff is doing everything they can to save the economy. And I if you ask me, I think this is a blessing in disguise because it's it's really time we bring back essential manufacturing back to the states i mean this i is agree with bullshit, that yeah. man i mean yeah we can't even produce our own hand sanitizer right. our own face masks, face masks. Yeah. we have to rely on china yeah yeah i agree with that 100 yeah i don't want to get too political either but i think that i think that of all the candidates i would probably trust trust trump just in the financial aspect of getting us yeah. out of this recession because he's really good with numbers and money I'm not going to say but anything else had, with what else he's good with. He's had nine bankruptcies. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's really good with, with this kind of situation. I love it. He knows this kind that. of situation real well. That's why. No, it's, it's, it's the manufacturing. It's, it's also, we truly need to investigate, like he even mentioned today, I think, or was it yesterday, the World Health Organization and the CDC. These guys seem to have their heads up The CDC asses. screwed I mean, up a lot of stuff here. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't. I don't. I used to trust the CDC. I thought the CDC was the place, the go-to place. But the way they've come out with their recommendations is not scientific. Yeah. It's based on like it's it's very political. So I think a lot of doctors have had mistrust with the CDC too yeah. now. Yeah, you're seeing yeah. a lot of that in the healthcare community. Yeah, anything the CDC posts nowadays, and everybody's going and relying on the CDC for oh, the CDC put up the facts. Yeah. No, like don't who even. The, who the hell tells doctors on the front line wear a scarf or bandana? Yeah, seriously, Who dude. the hell or says a turtleneck, that? huh? Just yeah, pull you it can't up. pull you, up a tur- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't adjust the science to fit like the fact that we don't have enough PPE. You should just say we don't have enough PPE. Hopefully, like if if you do have PPE, please like wear it. Yeah. But you can't say wear a scarf or bandana because it's as good. Like you can't say that kind of shit. It's actually worse than wearing and not wearing anything. Yeah, but who knows? Because you might be what, holding on to viral vectors. Who knows? Which one? If you're going to wear a scarf, it's worse than not wearing anything scar- because it's probably going to hold that virus in. Guys, the- if you're going to if you're going to mow your lawn, wear a scarf. <laughs> It'll help with the dust. If you're going to go to the hospital, or if you're going to go grocery shopping now, which is the new norm, wear a goddamn mask, regular mask, a surgical mask. You don't need a freaking N95 or KN95 yeah. or whatever the or hell. respirator. Yeah, you don't need any of those. You don't need a CPAP. You don't need yeah, any of those stuff, guys. <laughs> just go with a regular surgical mask. Imagine if everybody just started ordering a CPAP for home. <laughs> Honey, what are you doing? <laughs> There's like hookah attached to it too. <laughs> what, start, what are you breathing? <laughs> you start like water element. <laughs> water element. Uh, oh, Argish has a good question about uh, stress and anxiety reducing <clears throat> your immunity. Is there any truth to that? And, yeah, there, there's. And if there is, isn't all this hysteria stressing people out, which in turn is uh, affecting their yeah. yeah, probably. I mean, cortisol, the hormone associated with stress, causes a lot of lot of changes in your body. Um, and it does it does muffle the immune system a little bit. It also increases your risk of cancer. So mental health here is a huge thing to talk about. I think that it's really difficult for people to understand that, you know, this quarantine situation has probably put a lot of people in very difficult mental health situations that have made them more anxious. 
if you feel you know super anxious or depressed, you're not alone, and you should talk to other people. Like this is not your battle, and it's it's something that you can reach out to people for. And I and I caution people into thinking that you know like just because people are home, they're happy, they're they're doing what they love, or they're relaxing. This obviously this quarantine has led to a lot of stress in a lot of people. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So because there's a there's a certain amount of time where it's like okay, day one. Day two, yeah. day three, yeah. and then you're like, all right. There's you know, only so many shows you could watch or whatever yeah. people are doing. And not only that, and those people that are, like Armand was mentioning, where they have like a month-to-month paycheck. Oh, yeah. It's like now they're like, okay, shit, I have rent. rent yeah, you got to pay your rent. Your I have food that I need to buy. And that's where the whole, you know, the fear-mongering comes in, where the media starts. And you're watching TV. You watch TV, you go, oh, my God, everybody's buying toilet paper. Everybody's buying hand sanitizer. Everybody's buying this and that. Yeah. But... I just got this paycheck and this is all I have left. How much toilet paper do we have, honey? Oh, we have one pack left. Oh my God. And then, you know, what happens is chaos. I know. It's 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 a freaky situation for a lot of people just at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um we can go to there's again, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on right now. Um I said my wife just texted me. She was like, Yeah, mental health has actually gone crazy. People have actually lost their minds. Um, it might not be their fault though. This is a really no, no. It's it's yeah. it's the situation that we're in. It's the uh, it's what we're going through as a nation, as as the what the world is going through. Yeah, you see stuff going on in Italy, and you see the numbers of people. You know, again, uh, people dying. You're like, oh my god, what's going on? What's going on? Which um, somebody else commented as well. I forgot who it was. I think it was my brother-in-law. Um, he was basically saying, is that the reason why the number of death tolls in Italy have ro- rose because the ventilator situation? Oh, yeah, 100%. There's the uh, critical resources in Italy is what probably led to a ton of deaths because at certain points, some of the hospitals had to close for like 12 hours at a time in Italy. Like there was, there was such a huge ventilator shortage. No one was ready for this in Italy. And I think the reason why we're kind of doing a lot better is because like we looked at Italy and we're like, hell, like this could happen here. Yeah. So we, we got ready a lot. We, I mean, not perfectly, but we got more ready than Italy could have at the time. Yeah, I, I think Los Angeles was beyond prepared for this. With all, I mean, with our mayor going out there and yeah, letting we everybody, yeah, the well, quarantine and everything, we did all that stuff. Fairly, we're doing it well, and we should continue doing it well. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Is there anything? I mean, what have we learned from this as far as what we can do differently? Um, I, I hope we don't have to deal with this at least. For a few lifetimes, yeah, but, but as far as what, what do you think we've learned from from the medical standpoint, scientific to uh, p- even political, I yeah. hate to say, but and it, economic, yeah, economic. I mean, what, what do I you think, think we've learned from all? Medically, this? we learned how vulnerable the human body really is. Yeah. How if you go back and you think of the plague, like the time of the plague, like mm-hmm. we could do that if this virus was stronger. We could have something as bad as that. We can't underestimate the amount of science it takes to fight these things on a daily. You know, I think I think it shows us just how quickly the entire world could change from a medical standpoint and economically. You see just how vital it is to have like a little bit of savings just so you could weather out like three or four months or even a year maybe sometimes with these things. Yeah. And it's not possible for a lot of people. And then politically, you see like just I think politically the main thing that I've learned is how little everything actually matters, how little these stupid debates matter. Like it's how little, you know, most of, most of what we actually worry about actually matters. 
And I say that under the political realm because I think everything now has become political. We make fights with each other for the stupidest things. We have arguments over the stupidest, dumbest things when you could have, you know, someone that you love on a ventilator on their deathbed, you know? So I think think it's taught us a lot about humanity. And I think that over the coming years, I think our generation will look back to this almost like 9-11, except 10 times, like, stronger, and be like, a lot of things matter, and it's not... It's not these little arguments that we should be kind of focusing it, on. It's funny. My dad was saying, like, he was like, the world needed this. I'm like, what do you mean the world needed this? In a weird way, yeah. He goes, if this didn't happen, he's like, there was a big possibility we would have gone into, like, a World War Three with somebody. Yeah. Where he's like, now it's kind of like... Now who's shooting a missile? Yeah. He's like, nobody's shooting any missiles, yeah. and we're fighting an enemy that nobody could really see. Yeah. And it's like, everybody's joined together, and it's like, all right, everybody get your shit together. Yeah. We all have a common enemy. That's like, I mean, as humans are very archaic, they're very, we're, we're very like a villager communal, you know, like you have a group. Tribal. And you, yeah, tribal, exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's tribal, what I'm tribal. looking for. You're, we're very tribal. Absolutely. Until yeah. you all have, thanks man. No worries. Until we all have a common enemy and then all the tribes combine to fight that it's enemy. It's like Armenians, bro. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's true. Armenians, <laughs> Armenians will, once in a while, they'll, you know, well, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. They'll fight each other and then, Somebody else comes in, some other nationality, they join up together, yeah. go, oh, well, we're Armenian. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not. And, and, I, and I hope you're right. I hope this does change kind of humanity for the better because for the first couple months when this thing started breaking out, it, 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 it was all about, well, so-and-so didn't respond fast enough, uh, so-and-so yeah. said it was a hoax and this and that. Whereas instead of coming together and trying to figure out, okay, what can we do together, the focus was... Again, political was wrong? on yeah. was about getting the orange man out of office. They were focused on the impeachment rather than what the hell do we need to do to stop this from spreading in I the think, U.S. Yeah, I think the main thing here right now is to think how can we get over this? And then afterwards, once all is said and done, look back and be like, how could we have done this better? It's almost like yeah. every other major event in history. It's like, like what could we have done better? To avoid his, to avoid the repeat of history. Yeah. Is I don't think anyone, I didn't expect it to get like this crazy. I didn't expect there to be a nationwide quarantine kind of situation. Like I didn't, you know, I was in New York like three and a half weeks ago and I was like, you know, Global, New York's man. great. Not Global, even, bro. Global, yeah, 100%. What, yeah. Look, I was talking about... what's going on in Canada? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Nobody really does. No one ever knows. Everybody's getting a $4,000 a month check, apparently. <laughs> I was talking to my cousin who, who lives in... Uh, in Artashat, actually, today. Oh, okay, cool. And he's like, I forget the number. I think he said something about 900 or so cases. And one of the the ways that it spread so rapidly was somebody came from Italy to a wedding. And this <laughs> woman apparently went to hair salons and, yeah, that's how it you know, uh, yeah. alter- alterator, alter- got her, uh, got her dress yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, altered Alter. and all that. Uh, so she went to a lot of different nail salons and everything. So pretty much yeah. possibly infected dozens of people. Think of the it process. like how many people before this you would shake hands with, like in a daily. Yeah. If you're like a social person. Are you, me? Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's think of that's how the virus spreads. Like if you think of it like that, like how many people did you shake hands with? That's how the virus could spread if you cough or sneeze or whatever. Like even breathe, maybe. Yeah. Well, there was that one nurse. She did a great video where she took gloves. And then um, the UV dye thing. I think it was a UV dye or it was like an oil or whatever it was. And she was like, okay, imagine this. It's like you're going into a supermarket, you're wearing your gloves, you go in, you touch this, you touch that. And then she basically had like the the oil on her fingers. And then she says, oh, your husband texted you. So now you grab your phone with your gloves. 
You text your husband, put it back in. Oh, you get a phone call, blah, blah, blah. Now you go back to your car, you take your gloves off, you touch your phone. Yeah, what difference does that what make? What difference does it make? That, that process, you literally have to be so disciplined because even when you sit in the car, you have to get out of the car, disinfect the seat and everything else. Everything. Your elbows touched. Go into the garage, get butt naked, throw your clothes it's, in the it's laundry. It's impossible. No, seriously. It's basically you impossible. Can't, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't. It's There's impossible. No yeah. um, you can lower the risk, but it's, it's yeah. still very difficult. It's, it, it, look at it this way, guys. The only probably like most sanitized room is probably like a surgical room where the doctor will wash his hands. He won't even touch the towel. He'll yeah. literally wet hands, will yeah. walk up, the nurse will give him the towel, he'll wipe off. He won't even put his own gloves on. Yeah. You have somebody with gloves putting oh, his gloves, gloves back on. on. Yeah. It's a sterile environment. You going to Trader Joe's with your gloves and then going and sitting in your car and then driving to Ralph's and then going touching everything at Ralph's, you're spreading it. That's actually what if, I do when I get home. I if get you're home good. And I walk in the house like this. My wife comes puts, puts, puts on puts my gloves. Takes, gloves. Takes my <laughs> Why is nuts polo off? <laughs> and then we've got the assistant there that comes and takes yeah, the yeah, hat yeah, off yeah. and... Takes away the laptop. And they and, take her to the shower. They and somebody yeah, picks me up, takes me to the shower. And Noah has the water running. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Dad. Yeah. Come on. He doesn't touch the floor. He's on some yes. like textbook. Oh, my God. He's on those, uh, he's on those uh, what are those damn scooter things called? <laughs> the uh, yeah, wakeboard? Waveboards wave or whatever yeah. the hell. Have, have you tried standing on one of those? I have you? Even there, bro. Don't no. do it. Yeah. I have too much to lose. Don't, <laughs> don't risk. Go, don't, don't risk it right now. Stay outside. You, you can, can break your hip house. and die, yeah. and then yeah. they'll say you died of COVID virus. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Qu- so, so ridiculous. Question about and 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 they won't CPR you. They won't try to resuscitate they won't you. CPR me <laughs> for good reasons. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, so if if let's say uh, a lot of these viruses do come from other animals. Is there a particular animal, animal or a couple of animals that viruses tend to kind of... Bats, by and far. So why can't we just get rid of and bats? Mosquitoes. Why can't we get rid of bats? <laughs> no, seriously, what do they do for the environment? You're, that- you're, you're touching on like the hierarchy of biology. So every animal in an ecosystem has a certain role. Whether you could see it or not, whether you understand it or not, it's like... But we if get- you take, take a bat out, they might not eat this one insect. If they don't eat this one insect, this plant might die. It's like this whole constant thing. I mean, we've we've ex- like we've caused the extinction of tons of animals, but I don't know how we would like bats aren't. It's I don't think killing bats is the answer. I think preventing wet markets where these bat viruses can hop onto another vector and then become uh, mammalized, where they could become mammal viruses. Uh, somebody mentioned that actually yeah. earlier. Wet markets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I think the the biggest issue is the wet market situation. Because yeah, a lot of people were what were they saying on Facebook? They were like. Oh, bats are nothing but like flying mice or flying rodents. Yeah, yeah, it's like, when it comes to viruses, yeah. Yeah, it's like, dude, they're they're not. They're mammals. They're, I, they're I, nothing remotely close to a rat or a mouse or anything like that. They're the just, one thing I've never been able to find a use for or a purpose for is probably a mosquito. Do you have any idea? What I think mosquitoes, they've done a lot of studies on this because mosquitoes transmit a lot of shit. And yeah, I think, I think getting it, rid of mosquitoes has been thought of and it's still being discussed. And people have found ways to like genetically alter female mosquitoes. So when they reproduce, it like kills. Are you serious? Yeah, people have found ways to do it. I mean, are mosquitoes like basically like just? I think they're the most useless pieces of shit on. They the have earth, a purpose, face of the earth. not for us. 
Yeah, Full they do bill. have a purpose for Poly- like other. Poly- I don't know what the hell. Like I don't know what the main purpose is. But. <laughs> seriously, they're mosquitoes don't pollinate. No, I know, I know, obviously, yeah. just, but they're the most, seriously they're the most. I think they cause more harm than they do. Yeah, for humans, I they mean, do. I've even googled it. There's no answer to what's the purpose of a. Mosquito. We wouldn't. We wouldn't know the purpose until like you know. It Do wouldn't be a purpose for us. It's almost like killing the coral reefs. The coral reefs don't do anything for humanity, but you know, there's yeah. a purpose in biology for these things. Well, there's a biological purpose. Same with mosquitoes. You can't. Yeah. Uh, there's a question uh, from Ani. She says, uh, "Do we know what would getting the virus for someone with autoimmune disorder be like?" So it's interesting that you ask that because a lot of people are saying that you know the um, the virus has a huge immune response. Like there's a so it's it's unclear exactly, and it depends on the type of autoimmune response. So I there is no clear cut answer as to you know what this virus would cause in someone who's autoimmune. Um, ev- there's like a million different autoimmune disorders too. So I don't think it's if you think of it from with regards to the mechanism of action of the virus, it probably doesn't change much unless mm-hmm. you're on immunosuppressants. If you're taking medicines that decrease your immune response because you have an autoimmune disorder, then it could potentially lead to a worse infection. You know what I'm curious about now? As far as like with the whole mosquito thing, can a mosquito transfer the virus? N- not not typically this one. Yeah. It, it could, can, right? And, so and it's like if a mosquito bites you, has your blood, you're COVID positive. It's unclear. We would need to see that. Oh, yeah. shit. Who knows? Mosquito season's right around the corner. Because you're right. The way that you're describing, like, you know, the mosquito does take blood from you, but does the virus survive in the mosquito? The mosquito is the main question. How how they, they have they have hey, immune systems and stuff too. Yeah, every about, animal has an every has a fighting system. So well does you, it kill mus- Does it kill? Well, you heard, you heard it here from the wise nuts. Hey, <laughs> CDC, get your shit together. <laughs> Start doing some research. <laughs> how funny. how effective has herd immunity been, or has it been a disaster? We don't have it yet. You get you don't get herd immunity until eighty percent of the population has the infection. That's the number. Yeah, 80%. Has survived the infection. That's typically the same. Because had a question about Sweden. He said, in Sweden, the elderly and the frail are re- required to quarantine, and the rest of society is actually out there social distancing and uh, working, kind of business as usual. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if. Is he asking, isn't that what we should do too? Is that what he's kind of going for? Yeah, I think he's asking. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. I, he says, isn't that. Uh, isn't, uh, is that the solution, basically? It could be. I mean, that might be something we'll we'll need to do once these peaks are down. Like, mm-hmm. do we want once we have enough data on who this is infecting, then you could just quarantine the people that had, are are at high risk of dying from this, and the elderly are at higher risk of dying from yeah. this. Uh, but I don't know how well you know. Like, are we never going to see the elderly again until we all get? Yeah, the virus? See, that's what are you going like, to do? I can't I, visit my grandma. I haven't seen my grandma in what now? Maybe almost eight weeks now. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, I was I visited her before the thing, and now I'm like, you know, yeah. you can't visit her. I yeah, seen don't her phone before. calls, yeah. FaceTimes, yeah. simple as that. I For write, right now, I mean, I'm, it's I'm just this. writing handwritten letters. I don't know pigeon, about. homing pigeon, and then licking the envelope, and <laughs> <Yeah>. sending COVID. <laughs> Here's a letter of COVID for you, girl. Morris code. Alice has a good question. She says, uh, "What do you think the theory? Well, exactly. this is this is this is more conspiracy theory, actually. You're not gonna agree with. You're that. not gonna agree. I'm, but what it, what do you think the theory is as far as the virus that spread through a lab in China? This as is it a being good question. A warfare kind I of. I don't I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think we need to do more research on this. And there has been some research done. Really? Where people with the took, Harvard professors and all that people stuff? People took like the virus the apart vi- and they looked at what the genome looks like. So you can tell when humans reverse engineer uh, biological things. No shit. Yeah. You could tell when a virus looks like it's made in a lab. You could tell that based mm-hmm. on how the sequences are 
copied and pasted in because we don't have a perfect system for that yet. So you can tell whether, you know, like certain areas have more of the kind of sequence you're putting in. Mm -hmm. And scientists have said that this doesn't look like a biological warfare kind of thing. It doesn't look like it. It probably started in a wet market. Um, There are some theories that this was from like a biological warfare uh, lab in in China. Do I think that China has probably come up with viruses that are bio-warfare agents? Yeah. I'm I'm fairly sure they have. This is this is stuff that people were talking about in like World War Two, mm-hmm. like how to put a bunch of like, you know, like plague carrying freaking yeah. whatever the heck in a missile and like launch that. Like people have thought about this kind of stuff. So is it completely out of uh, like um, out of you know the scientific realm? No, you can reverse. You can produce. You can modify a virus. And you guys can basically reverse engineer it, basically kind of break it apart. Yeah, you could break it apart, add more sequences and stuff. But whether it actually happened or not is like a whole different... Yeah. Yeah. So that's the... I don't... We'll see it on Netflix in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, yeah. But the, like this is a, a better theory than the 5G theory. You know, like this yeah, is something yeah, yeah, that you yeah, can yeah, back yeah, up yeah. with science. But I, I, the scientists have said that have studied the genome that it's unlikely uh, human-made. That okay. it's probably from a wet market. It is from a wet market. Yeah. 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 Can we get rid of those wet markets? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We should. Yeah. We should. China should get rid of those. Hmm. 100%. Anything else? Shit, two hours, man. I didn't even... I know this thing. The time flew. Time flew. Two hours is nothing for a scientific episode. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not now, let's talk about Mars. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> M-A-R-S or M-E-R-S? <laughs> <laughs> now we need to clarify because... Um... That's funny. Okay, so the uh, the uh, RSV diagnosis that I was talking about, I guess they did do swab. Yeah, they typically and do they, it. And you'll they do confirm the, uh, the diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, you'll typically do a swab. Um, Argin says, how come the conspiracy theories are not, theorists are not asking about 4G in the presence of a medical professional? 4G or 5G? 4G or 5G? We talked My about it. My brain's going to explode right now. Ah, Argin, you're, yeah, you're late, bro. We talked about 5G and... Uh, we told them you're the one spreading the conspiracy rumors, so yeah. get the hell off the show right now. If huh? you want to grab beer, whenever this is over, we can talk about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. 5G cannot cause, cannot create yeah, a virus, you can't, guys. It's not. It's impossible. Yeah. What, and, you know, what the doctor said was basically 5G towers are being placed into areas where, you know, there's a large population. Large population, one person gets sick. What happens? Viruses spread. Yeah, more coronavirus cases. It's yeah. kind of... More logical than There's it is. There's a confounding accuracy, variable yeah. there. Have you read the articles or seen the videos about how how involved Bill Gates is? Because there, there's a oh, lot I love of, Bill Gates, man. That guy. So so let's look at this for example. Now, when you when you look at the last six months or so, a lot of high level CEOs have stepped down, including Bill Gates. He stepped down, um, and he's talking about. Obviously, you know, pushing these vaccines, mandated vaccines, and then there's articles about uh, implanting chips via the vaccines and yeah. uh, and how Bill Gates owns the patents to some of these vaccines and all. What What are your thoughts on all that? I don't – the whole chips, implanting chips, guys, we don't have – we don't have technology to even – to put a chip through a needle. Like, you can't even... There's no way for you to... Aren't, aren't they doing it in Sweden? Aren't they implanting chips in Sweden? Via vaccines? Not via vaccines. Yeah, you can implant... You can implant, like, a chip. Like a like a chip. You'll no, know no, no. It's like the size of a yeah. uh, rice... Um, uh, you can't pass that through, like, a vaccine needle. 
Like it's not something that I don't. No, I, are you talk, are you serious? Bro? No, man. Yeah. No, no. In Sweden, haven't you seen people getting chipped? Chips, yes, but you, yeah. you can. Get, are you talking about dogs the, get the, chips too? But like that's something that. Yeah. Like, are you yeah. talking about putting the chip in a vaccine and injecting it in somebody? No, no. I'm talking about just this being a reason or <clears throat> to push vaccines and mandated chipping of of the uh, I don't, population. That's another conspiracy theory. What I will say about Bill Gates, he's actually one of the people that uh, was talking about the mosquitoes, like killing mosquitoes. Whenever Zika thing yeah, started, yeah, yeah. he was talking about like how we could uh, do all this technology and stuff to like have them I, end. I actually had the Zika, but... by the way. Oh, Did really? you really? No shit. We went to. Uh, well, the, yeah, because we were. No, oh. I was impo- uh, Never mind. I, I I confused it with this last vacation. No, this was Cancun <laughs> last yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We went to Jamaica, yeah. and this was, uh, I think it was about a year or so into our ma- marriage, not our marriage, my marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <we're, laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I see any. And questions. then. Uh, so it, it, it's it's my wife and I and then another couple. The three of them got bit a billion times probably. They had sprayed themselves and they were wearing anklets and bracelets and necklets, yeah. whatever they could find. I I wasn't wearing anything. I didn't even spray myself. Absolutely nothing. I, I probably just got bit once. And it happened to be... It was the Zika virus. The, the Zika, Zika virus. Man, we come home and we're newly wet, obviously, a year or so, whatever yeah. it is. And so you... You were thinking about conceiving, having kids, right? And then all of a sudden, like a week or so into it, I get these feverish, like a, like symptoms, chills yeah, and everything, yeah. and nothing's really helping. So then I kind of freaked out a little bit. We, we thought, well, maybe this is what it is. So mm-hmm. we went to the ER. They actually didn't even have a test. Yeah, there wasn't a there test wasn't a test initially. Yeah, because it wasn't happening here. It was more in the the Caribbean and South America. Yeah, and it wasn't killing people as much. Like it wasn't. Yeah, like it was more of like, like Russia tests. It was for it was well, for it's not, yeah, it's pregnant for the fetus. Women. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's going to affect the fetus. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, we ended up. I ended up getting the test and then got the results back. It took twelve weeks or so. Yeah, it's, they it, called me and said, "Yeah, you were positive," but regardless, we had kind of self quarantined ourselves not to try to conceive for at least yeah, yeah. six months yeah, anyways just to be safe. but uh it was it was funny and scary at the same time you need a shirt that says like i survived coronavirus, coronavirus and right? i survived zika virus <laughs> well and, and then SARS. add more as they come along <laughs> well no i haven't i don't know if i've survived coronavirus yeah yet. hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah i should say i've oh, survived yeah, after well, the yeah, season's yeah. over after yeah. the season's corona over. you've got nothing on me i've survived <laughs> 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 but see you you're more you're worried about the whole chipping and stuff right putting a chip in your body what do you think this is yeah you don't even need a chip man you well, want to be tracked you, you, you know you know how I, you know how i pay for shit now yeah yeah your Literally. Wallet, yeah you have like 19 cameras this, on it bro. you have a microphone you have two microphones well but i have my business my personal and my credit yeah. card the, I, don't, I don't that's a good I, argument against chipping you don't even need a chip you don't need a chip bro this is because you have one attached to your head yeah if anything when they say oh um the the 5g, 5G. they're gonna see your uh, your information, your this. There was this great comedian. I forgot what his name was. You know what he was saying? He was like, "Wait a minute! Everybody's talking about five G, and they're going to see all my text messages and pictures and stuff." Well, it's like, "Good luck looking at my dick pics." Like, <laughs> they'll, they'll probably be like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Just, just, yeah. just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. We don't, we don't, don't need follow to, him. No, we don't need that's to follow like him. A, that's like a good argument. It's like, what are you, what are you going to see? What do you, what do I have? To, you know? No, no, and that's not, like not the like you know. It's not a matter of look. I don't think people are afraid afraid of what they see or not because again they track everything we do anyways yeah i think so too um when i <coughs> corona <laughs> i remember when i was in london Six feet. <laughs> when i was in london in 2006 literally probably every square inch of london is cameras. covered by cameras yeah. but w- what the concern is um 
with with 5G is that again anything that where the technology is increasing something's becoming faster and more f- efficient essentially it's more radiation more harmful any everything so but what 5G is going to do is basically it's taking your phone in essence whatever this environment is and now it's just within the phone and the way it communicates with the towers our whole environment is basically going to become the phone itself. That's, that's how all of, uh, like, the radio waves work, though. Like, you're surrounded by, like, Coast 103.5 right now is going through your body. Yeah. Literally every single, every single station right now, every radio that you can tune into is running through your body right now. The Wi-Fi of this building is running through your body. Correct. There's electromagnetic radiation coming from mm-hmm. the lights. There's a ton of waves going through your body. The main thing is, do these waves damage your DNA? And these are not on the same spectrum as gamma radiation, beta radiation, even like alpha radiation. Like these are the types of, you know, there's microwave radiation. Yes. There's x-rays. There's a, there's a whole spectrum of radiation. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, it's like the worst ones are, you know, the ones that will damage your DNA. So I think, I mean, you know, there's been some studies that have shown that cell phones can increase your risk of brain tumors because you hold it against your head. But they haven't been replicated in ways that are meaningful. There's even the Bluetooth headsets, bro, where they say, oh, don't put the Bluetooth yeah, headsets. there's Bluetooth waves running through every yeah. second. Constantly in your ear and blah, blah, blah. But, but no your... one's shown a, a cancer risk with that's, that's important with uh, Bluetooth or any of these things. Yeah. I mean, as time goes on, more and more research will be yeah. done, more and more stats will... The other thing, too, is stars emit radiation. So even if you got rid of all man-made radiation, you will have radiation from stars. The so atmosphere, the moon, right? Every every planetary yeah. body will emit some if they have any light source or anything. Well, like that. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Georgi Hakopian says. Uh, That's George. Yeah, George. Yeah. Well, he spells it Georgi, yeah, so know, I'm I... going to pronounce it Georgi. <laughs> uh, he's, I mean, he hates Gates and Fauci, and he says nobody should trust him. And he's posted a couple of articles here regarding the. Uh, ID twenty twenty chips and Microsoft and Gates Foundation funding. We can we can dig a hole yeah. in these conspiracy theories if they're not peer reviewed studies, and it doesn't mean anything yeah. in the scientific realm. You need you need scientific studies that are reviewed by other scientists to make a claim. And again, guys, there's there's conspiracy theories about Gates creating the virus, and then there's now there's yeah. conspiracy theories about oh Gates is funding the virus or what's going on. It's like. Guys, can, you just, it, yeah, you you're can, going into the rabbit hole. You can dig in the internet and find like the most ridiculous things. These people want you to click on their content so you can get ad revenue. Like it's not if you Click look bait. at it scientifically. Yeah, if you look at things scientifically, the way that things are done via the scientific method mm-hmm. is you take an idea and you try to validate it. And if you can validate it, you send it to other scientists and you say, "Can you validate it? Can you repeat this study?" And if they can, then great. Then you have something that's of go. importance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I'm try I'm looking for oh I'm trying to find this article today that man the headline was so damn misleading it was not even funny. Which one was it? Um Oh here oh here. I miss the era of like newspapers, man. Where like the only thing you could see was like things written by people that were respected, like had your trust and stuff. Well yeah, I mean that that's that's long gone. Yeah, bro. But, but today even those guys, the LA Times, New York Yeah, Post, now now they're the, fighting with the, all, the, all this yeah, bullshit. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's trying to they're they're looking for that juicy yeah. juicy news that'll be If you read the New York Times fifteen, twenty years ago and you read it, it would be like an actual thing to read. Of you course, know, like bro. It's it, it balanced says actual news. Or CNN, like or Fox News or whatever the hell. You, Look, it's Picture of here. Gates and China's uh, Minister Z. Oh, it yeah. It says China Z writes thank you letter to Bill Gates for virus help. When you read that, you think 
it's saying that he's thanking Gates for sp- helping spread the virus. Then you read the article. It's it talks the about helping him find a solution for the virus. Uh, it's typical. It wants you to click on it. And then, clickbait. Yeah. yeah. Just what I, what I advise people, because I know that people are going to take my like vaccination comments a certain way. They're going to take my ideas about 5G internet a certain way. What I advise you is for you to pick up a science book. Don't worry about news sources. Don't worry about anything. Educate yourselves in the science. What's a good... Like, when you say science If book. you're worried about electromagnetic waves like 5G, mm-hmm. go read a physics book about electromagnetic radiation. Read about something where scientists or people even before the internet era have, like, published data on what you're thinking yeah, about. Have done the research that you learn haven't done. It, <laughs> learn it, be an expert at it, and then look at your claim and be like, can I validate this claim? If you don't, if you haven't studied the material to the depth of someone who has studied the material, then your claims don't mean much. You should educate yourself. Same with vaccination. If you're worried about vaccines causing autism, if you're worried about vaccines causing, you know, like if if, uh, putting chips inside of you, do the research on what's inside of a vaccine. I have like knowledge about that because I worked in virology. I did a lot of viral research. If you look at it, you can educate yourselves on these compounds, you know, and then compare that to a bottle of shampoo. Compare the chemicals in a in a vaccine to you know your your Coke Zero that you're drinking, yeah. you know you don't. There's so many things that you consume that you're not afraid of, and then you look at a vaccine and you're like, what? But but don't you think, for example, if if you went to medical school, that medical school is developed by the the literature. Everything is developed by an individual or a group of individuals, right? It's developed by thousands of years of medical knowledge. Oh. That is universal. That every country learns the same thing. And you don't think it's been adapted to to make you think or for you to accept the fact that vi- vaccines are okay to an extent? I think because I know the science, mm-hmm. then I can think for myself. Because I know how viruses work, because I've done the research myself, and I've worked with deadly viruses in a test tube myself, mm-hmm. and I've seen vaccine development myself, I can individually come up with the notion that I know that vaccines are safe. And then if you look at the data, if you look at measles, if you look at, you know, all of these viruses that we've vaccinated against, you mm-hmm. can come up with the claim yourself. You because know. we've had a guest on our show whose daughter, she's almost 16 now, mm-hmm. has had epilepsy literally, I think it was hours or a day after uh, Being was the MMR vaccine, MMR. Which, whichever one it I think was. It was the MMR. And, and he deals with the large yeah, community yeah. of... Uh, again, w- I don't know too many people personally, but mm-hmm. I know of people that that make the same claims. What is your answer to these people when they, if, if you tell them, look, I've studied, the, I've studied the viruses, I've studied the science, and that's not how it works, but there's thousands of people living this day in and yeah. day out. And I advise them to look at the actual evidence. I advise them to look at papers that have been published by people that are not biased. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the way that things work in science and the scientific method is if you have a conflict of interest, you should not be publishing about that. And you have to state your conflict of interest. People could look at the funding you get in the scientific world. So if let's say you're a, a person that's uh, writing a paper on, um, you know, how great Coca-Cola is for uh, your bone health and you're getting money from Coca-Cola, all of that is uh, transparent information that must be stated. And so I'm going to look at your study and be like, this is bullshit. If I look at a study based on how bad coca-cola is, or how good coca-cola is for your bones and it's written by um a scientist that studies bone cells and you look at there's no funding in any way 
then you're going to trust that a little more, you know? And then if that study is replicated by 15 other people, that's how things work. With the vaccine argument, there's been over 70 studies that are very bulletproof by multiple institutions that don't have any funding from any of these companies. So that's that's where I'll leave that. I think this is this is like a whole other yeah, topic, yeah. which which is going to open up a Pandora's box. But I, I think that people just need to educate themselves. I advise everyone, if you're worried about vaccines causing autism, go to medical school, become a doctor and study it. I advise you, like, you don't, you're not limited by that. Go do it. Why not? If you want to prove that vaccines cause autism, go to medical school, become a doctor, and then talk about it. You'll actually study the actual virus itself yeah. and know why You'll there's vaccines. You'll study every aspect of it. It's the same with, like, some of these, like, uh, you know, like, uh, people come up with, with all these claims, like 5G internet causing coronavirus. If you don't understand the physics of, 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 uh, radioactive, of radiation, because you never took a physics course, and if you don't study how viruses form and you're very confident in your claim that 5G causes coronavirus, then it means nothing because you don't know anything about like radio waves. Yeah. You don't know anything about viral production. Mm -hmm. But if you've studied it, you can say confidently that I know how this stuff works. I, don't, I know that this isn't the case. Yeah. So what I'm going to do Monday is I'm going to turn in my paperwork to, for medical school. Done deal. <laughs> uh, Caltech to study physics. Done deal. What else do I have? Nothing's <laughs> limiting you, man. That That's it. No one should feel limited. <laughs> I'm going to With this quarantine, <laughs> might as well, bro. What else are you going to do? I'm yeah, going mean, to tell I, my family, listen, guys, all this time. I'm going to be gone for about 10 to 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> and then you'll prove that vaccines don't come up. By then, um, something else will come up yeah. and I have to go back to school again. There's no, I just want people to know there's nothing limiting them from, from studying. Okay. Um, you want to read those comments or you want to leave them alone? Well, there, I mean, again, you can... Yeah, a lot of conspiracy theories there. You can call <laughs> just about anything. I, I remember, when was it? I think sometime last year I, I posted something on my wall. I said... Re relative to uh, find out who paid for the study. Mm -hmm. um, but I forget how I worded it. It was kind of funny and true at the same time. Uh, you're absolutely right. You have to find out exactly <laughs> who. He should. Um, or even when they claim to be a doctor, right? PhD, again, all due respect to anybody who has mm -hmm. a PhD, um, they're, they've spent years and years studying science mm -hmm. or whatever they're... Uh, specialty is but again you see like you said there was a 5g video she comes on and says i'm dr so-and-so and then all of a sudden people trust her because she's a doctor but then when you look her up look what she's are, a yeah. doctor of agriculture or a, she has her phd in who knows uh, what yeah who I knows know. what that's absolutely not related to 5g or mm -hmm. radiation or mm -hmm. any of that stuff uh so I, I agree with you to an extent. Um, I and, still take everything yeah. with a grain of salt. You whether should. It's, That's fine. Whether it's vaccines, whether it's... Because, look, I, I, I deal with, um, you know, terminal ill patients. And sometimes the oncologists that I meet with who are recommending chemotherapy to a 97-year-old... No, oh, no, that's bullshit. That should be man. home, yeah, comfortable, dying with dignity. Then I start to question... That's medicine totally fair. Because, or recommending a G-tube or recommending some, some bullshit... Just because, so I hate to say it, but because their mortgage payment is due, and I, I get into arguments with these doctors. But it's it's these these are the things that a lot of people are also experiencing, which makes them question it. And look, with all the respect, we can't go to medical school uh, just to understand vaccines. We have to be able to trust it's professionals. More, it's then, it's then, not only trust professionals, yeah. but they're like he said, 
the research is out there. Go read up on stuff where basically it's not funded by certain people. And I get it. You're, I get not, it. you're not even going to understand the research. It's, it's difficult to research something if you don't have an understanding of it. Because just Well, be- then at that point, it's kind of like, well... Look, you could, you, you like, let's say you're an attorney, right? I could give you my policies and procedure book. It's all legal bullshit. You're an attorney. You're not going to understand anything you read because you cannot relate it to our, my field of healthcare. If, but, yeah, right? If you're, if you're so passionate about a topic, then you should have done your research about that topic is what I'm trying to say. If you're so passionate and confident <clears throat> in your answer, then you should, have, uh, you should have actual scientific data behind your answer. You don't have to go to medical school to understand these things. It's open information, like you said. Yeah. But you have to know what's real information, what's not. And, and that's the challenge yep. with the internet. It's and, easily accessible, but yep. so And there's bullshit. a lot of stuff out there, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing, too, is like, I want people to make their own minds. Question everything. Like, for me, I've gotten a million vaccines. Mm-hmm. I've gotten vac- I have to get vaccinated every year in order to make sure that I don't infect people with the, with the flu. I get them, and I feel safe. And if you don't feel safe, that's fine. That's your decision. But I just want people to understand that there's a lot of data out there and you could study it if you need it. Simple that's, as that. That's the, yeah, that's where we'll leave that topic. Let's see if we have... Uh, Anything else before we wrap it up? Call it a night. Pat says, I've studied a lot of cases, which makes me question it. Look, like we said, Pat, you have to question everything in life. Um, but then sometimes we have to pick and choose what we question. Yeah. Otherwise, we live in kind of this skeptical environment where then we don't trust anything, we don't trust anyone, and that that's not, yeah. you know. Um, anything else you want to add, Doc? Thank you, guys. Yeah, this has been great. Yeah. I think uh, um, hopefully things will turn out okay for Dude, us in California. This was an amazing show. From yeah. beginning to end, it was a great show. <laughs> this is fun. Um, it flew by like uh, yeah. there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Seriously. Guys, if you're just tuning in as well, I mean, go back and listen to it again. Um LA right now, and I'll say it again, we said in the beginning, we said in the middle, and we said it at the end, LA right now is actually at a very, very good state, and we are, we're not at the peak, but the peak has been lowered. The peak has been lowered. It's coming, Yeah. stay at home, Yeah. and hopefully things will be okay, but the peak has been lowered. Yeah, so we're at that point where um, it's not going to be as bad as New York. We are doing the right things by kind of keeping that whole social distancing and uh, washing our hands, hopefully. Uh, stop <laughs> hoarding toilet paper and stop wearing your gloves around. And your and if you're gonna wear gloves, toss them, guys. <laughs> Just, don't don't <laughs> toss them on the floor. <laughs> toss them in the trash. Man, the other day, JJ yeah. posted a picture where yeah, he was like, so "Humanity is actually ruining." And these things don't degrade. Like it's yeah, stuff that's gonna just stay exactly. Forever. So, guys, just it's yeah. it's about staying clean, staying you know, sanitizing everything around you, but not to an extreme. I mean, just. Stay home if you can't. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. Just stay home. Yeah. Um, Especially if you can't do week. anything positive. <laughs> yeah, if you can't do anything positive, stay home and fucking watch porn. I don't know what to tell, tell you. What else do you want me to tell you? Jesus what Christ. Tiger or something? Lion? Yeah, watch, watch that Tiger King Joe or whatever. Exotic, yeah, yeah, Joe I Exotic. Wanna, yeah. I got to start watching that shit. Uh, other than that, Doc, thanks so much for, yeah, yeah, of course, for yeah. coming by. Great. Look, guys, watch. See? Thank you so much, Doctor. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to wash my hands. We are going to wash our hands. We're going to wash our hands, guys. Thanks so much for taking yeah, time yeah, out of your Tuesday, man, to join us. Uh, we're definitely going to have you back, man, because awesome. yeah, uh, after this whole COVID thing is kind of settling down. It. Anything you guys want, even if it's controversial, I'm open to talk. You, you can bring on. Dude, it was a, it was a great conversation. Yeah, I mean, you I had a doctor dropping f bombs. What, yeah. what, what else do you want? <laughs> I need to work on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's end the show with some 
nice upbeat music. Absolutely, yeah. we, guys. we had mellow music going on and some serious Definitely. information. Guys, follow us. With party. Yeah, follow us. <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Instagram, Wise Nuts Podcast, guys. <laughs> see you next week. See you Monday, guys. See you guys.